stray from my Ken Patera figure collection <laughs> and talk about suicide prevention. Oh, wow, Kevin. Yeah, way to start. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. I told you we were going live. Yeah, you did. That's my bad. It's okay. No worries. It's Monday night. You know what that means. It's the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. We got so much to talk. No guests. Yeah. Tony isn't with us because he's been at it. All right. So let me take you guys through this. He told me he was going to be either late or not on the show because he had a, a holiday party. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Come to find out this afternoon, it was a holiday luncheon. So Tony's either shit face drunk by now because at like 1230, he was like he was feeling spicy or good or whatever fucking dumb term he used in the text message. And I was like, wait, are you you can't do the show because you're at a, a lunch party that's going to go all night or because you're going to get too drunk? And you're like, these people like the party. So yeah. I was under the impression that this was like a like it starts like after work at five and like yeah you know he does like weird adult things where like they walk around in their suits oh how's the family Tom hope everything's well on the farm or whatever fucking weird shit normal people say to each other not like hey how's the AIDS treating you dickhead the way I talk to my friends so uh let's see he's either uh like drunk or he's asleep because tony uh, tony can't hold his liquor i was gonna say like i do the show drunk every week but that's this is no excuse for him it was uh it was 12 17 this afternoon he said he was feeling no pain all right then that's okay i'll allow it that's fine because that means (laughs) you know kjg you know he's a lightweight no he is so that's why i'm saying i mean he so you're saying that he should have booted and rallied I'm saying if he, I'm saying if he was, I was under the impression it was going to be like a nighttime gig. If he's just like too drunk to jerk off right now and he doesn't want to do the show, that's one thing. Yeah. But if he's like functioning drunk, he is super entertaining. I feel like we're missing a great opportunity here. Oh, for content, drunk Tony. Oh my God. Yeah, that'd be gold. <laughs> to get him fired, talk, talk about the AEW and then forget, just let him go. We could all fucking get up, take a powder, we'll do whatever we need to do. Dude, I would fuck with him so hard if he was here right now. I'm hoping like, he I texted him to see if he was drunk. He didn't respond yet, so we'll see if he pops in. He, I if he all right, so what if he is drunk, what are the, the greater odds he does or does not pop in? Um Mr. Oh Matt would know best, but then I'll I'll, I'll throw it to Mr. Rogue here. If he's drunk. Does he feel like froggy and like pop in like because like his wife's giving him a pass because he's hammered or like does he just immediately hit the couch or the bed and just pass? He's probably probably passed out somewhere right now or he's doing his kid's homework. College essays. The kid's 18 years old and he's still doing his homework. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. I I would expect he's just asleep now because if if you're feeling no pain that early in the day like you you go to bed right and especially at when you get when you get older man you know there's not really a lot of rallying anymore it's 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 time for bed there's got to be a special kind of drunk to be able to rally when you get up there in years man so if you pace yourself throughout the day you can i you can go from like noon to midnight or noon to one with no issues you really got to pace yourself though. That's that's a really like relaxing riding the wave. That's what professionals do. We're talking about Tony. Now that's a great point. As salient and sophisticated and accurate. 
All right. Three. If if we hit the three drink tier on any given podcast with him, we got, th- th- there's a chance that we could get canceled with him. Right. <laughs> Matt, the full gear pay-per-view. Like, he was the worst. For you, I thought he was super duper entertaining. I had to blast. I loved well, yeah, him. So <laughs> both can be true. So he I can also be- think he was hamming it up. Fair. Playing up for the problem, crowd. Which is a conversation for another day, if that's true. Well, he had, a, he set a level that's right. for himself where he had to live up to the hype. And I get it. Hype, hype is real with T-Donk. I already like I, it. Mott Spock, good evening, gents. Kevin Sandwich. Matt, you get to be the filling, buddy. Yeah, the fucking fast-forward filling, Tom. How do you like them apples? We'll get into what's, that nonsense. What's the, uh, what's the term we, Tony? We already, got, uh, we already got a request for Tony as well. Yeah, you should get him on here. He should do uh, Lucky show. Pierre is the word. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Well, we got it down the aisle tonight. We got final battle. We had the survival of the fittest match or whatever. Survivor's Dead, guide. Deadlock. Deadline. Deadlock. Deadline. Survivor Dead, man. Uh, there's tons of stuff to talk about. Sasha Banks is going to Japan. Uh, Sting just fell at Kevin's house. Like Owen Hart style. Uh, oh, God. ROH might have a TV deal. Honor Club is back. Uh Jeez. So much. There's so much wrestling to talk about, uh, and it's all here next. Hold on, I gotta now. I gotta do all this because I'm not used to this. It's all here next on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode 615. That's a nice round number. <laughs> the following is a presentation. Oh, I saw Mott's box comment, so. Maybe there is, and maybe there isn't any audio. <laughs> he had no ears. No ears. I heard it in my head. Did you guys hear it? No. No, I, I, I had no ears. I sent a text. I couldn't hear it. God damn it, you sons of bitches. All right, well, I guess I'm going to have to. Hey, this is me, Gene Okerlund, and you're listening to the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> God damn it, man. This, this is the Junkyard Dog, and you're listening to the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> this is Bullet Bob Armstrong, and you're listening to the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. This is Wendy Richter, and you're listening to the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> this is Hard Work Bobby Walker, and you're listening to the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. So you guys don't hear this? <laughs> yeah, now I hear that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, we got ears. Fucking whore. <laughs> Hi, this is a fucking whore. You're listening to the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Maybe it was just the intro. I don't know, man. God damn it. It is what it is. Be blessed. You could, to be clear, for my friends in the chat, you can hear us talking, right? You just can't yeah. hear the drops. Yeah, because they commented on some stuff before. God damn it, man. What happened? Was it? The, I bet you it was the Jerry Lynn liner. That's a shame. Hi, this is Jerry Lynn, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Man, we same-timed it. Yeah. This is Jerry Lynn. I'm the nicest guy in the world. You're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Well, I don't get to do a great... Um... I don't welcome, get to do a welcome, great... Welcome wagon. Want me to do the welcome wagon? I'll start yeah, it off. Yeah, please, Kevin. I'm, like, all disheveled. You're now. fine, man. Welcome, everyone. Matt said 615 episode... Uh, dyslexic Kevin just said that. Uh, we have Handsome Kevin and Dyslexic Kevin. 6.15 episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Where, of course, Matthew, you know it's wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. I will kick this off, baby. KJG. 
handsome Kevin. Then I would be Shining Wizards Matt. That's right. You are Shining Wizards Matt, and you are handsome Kevin, and you are tuning in on all the social media platforms, Instagram, not Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to take it from the top? Welcome, everyone! Episode 615 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Hi, this is Gerald Briscoe, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Hi, this is Mae Young, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) Hi, this is Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern Show, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. You know, you motherfuckers keep doing this. Someone's gonna have to go back and cut up all this audio for great liners. No, they're terrible. What we did, what we did now, was funny, but not good for future endeavors. Says you. It's good to get future endeavored. No, no, no. Tony got future endeavored. Did he? I think so. He's out. Did he? You think he took my uh, my my advice and faxed his nuts somewhere? So that's a new one for me. What does that mean? Is that like literally like how do you fax your nuts? Like a picture of your nuts? Yeah, you know, open up the old uh, the machine. So you, your printer has a fax included in the, the your copier has a fax in it. Yeah. All right. So we don't have that. We have a copier which probably has the capability to fax, but you also have a legit old school fax machine right next to it. <laughs> so it would be really tough. Oh, you can unless figure you it out. Pr- unless you printed the picture of your nuts that you scan on the printer, and then sent it through the, the regular facts right nuts is the tough one though like anybody can just drop dong there right anybody yeah. can just drop yeah. dong and fax it but yeah. faxing the nuts is for you know that's commitment yeah do people fax still send faxes yeah we do because yeah. because some government agencies require it to be done by fax um like background checks and stuff like that so we have to do it by fax so, interesting yeah it's crazy how you crazy guys town doing usa this? yeah how you guys doing this fine monday evening I'm doing great. Fantastic weekend. Had just a just a blast. Just a fucking blast all weekend. Yeah, Mr. Worker Bee over here. I uh, some, I take saw... some bumps. Did you take a bump? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. Just want to make sure. I saw a very disparaging picture on uh, Twitter of uh, Petey Brown celebrating a win that would be the complete opposite of what he did at the Can You Beat That Challenge. But uh, it it came at your your you were the butt of his joke, huh? Yeah, this time, this time. Trust me, he's been the butt of mine many, many. He, well, he brings in a ringer. You bring in a ringer. It's you know, it's hard to prepare for for that. So yeah, we uh, we didn't get it done this this Saturday, but uh, there'll be more opportunities, I'm sure. Sure, there will be. You uh, you said something before during the pre-show um, that you well. went you went curling this week. I'm very interested in uh, how does one uh. How does one do it, curling? How'd you do? How did I do? Well, I, I, I'm a natural, according to the pro. So that that's one way to go right away. It is not easy. So it looks exceedingly easy, but there is way more moving parts to it than you can think. So, and the, the fuck it, the rules, there's a shitload of different rules and different terms and everything like that. And I'm just like, man, let me get out there. Right. Let me throw some stones. Let me show my stones and throw some stones. And yeah, that's what I wanted to do. But we got out there. I I, pretty well. It was it was pretty. I scored a couple points, but it was it was unbelievably humbling when like we had three of the courts or fields or whatever the fuck they're talking about. But then like, yeah, some I'm not really sure. But then then they have like 
these kids come into practice and there's an eight-year-old girl that looks like a pro like she's ready to be in the olympics now so it was pretty humbling when i'm out there almost 40 years old kind of stumbling around kind of getting the handle it and she is gliding down the ice like it's nothing that was that was that was a little humbling i i i never really talked shit about curling before this because i really never talked about curling but yeah uh, respect to those guys yeah but you're uh you're in curling country basically essentially just yeah yeah, so. yeah. T- well, actually, where we where we played was where uh, the the guys from Team USA where they uh, where they train. So, did you wear the fuzzy shoes? Fuzzy shoes? I don't know about this. Well, what shoes did you wear? Don't they have like like shoes that make sure that you don't like like they're like slipper socks? Like you remember like the aqua socks you used to wear in like the pools when you were a kid? So they they do have like they're like uh, what you put on is like a padding that goes over your regular shoes, and that's for extra grip. Like the actual surface yeah. itself. You can walk on no problem. I would just wear my boots, no problem. So, whoa. Uh, but like, if you they have like an extra foot pad, right. that's 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 what you slide on. Yeah. So what what so what shoes does one wear for curling to have maximum support on the ice? You buy the like they have specific curling shoes, just like. And, and then you still put the covering over it. No, no, not when you have the actual shoes. Yeah. You got those actual shoes, you're you're good to go. So you're like a bowl, you're like it's like bowling shoes for you. Like did you go there? And yeah, play? yeah, oh, or yeah. cleats for a football player, whatever it is. Yeah, yep. Yeah, gotcha. This is this is all good stuff. Wow, curling and you got to wrestle Eugene. That's pretty cool. Nick Dinsmore, yeah. whatever the fuck he calls himself. These, yeah, these hell games. of a hell of a nice guy. Hell of a nice guy and an unbelievable entertainer. Is he still going by you hyphen Gene? No, it's just Eugene. Like he, he they just don't care. They're just letting him say his Eugene. name. Eugene. Like, yep. Because yeah. I remember he did that for a while, where like he couldn't use Eugene, so he was just like you, the letter U, and Gene. Yeah, yeah. No, he was. Uh, he's fantastic. The the awareness and the crowd control that he has in the ring, and the amount of improv that he can do, and have it all just kind of flow together. The guy is. The guy is unbelievable just i mean he's 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 a genius in front of the crowd there there was a point in time where nick dinsmore was considered one of like the most top prospects in all of wrestling Mm -hmm. i believe he was in a tag team in ovw i want to say with rob conway but i could be wrong they were not the kings of wrestling because obviously that was claudio and somebody else but he was was what's that chris hero yeah claudio and chris hero and, and hero were the kings of wrestling but nick dinsmore i think was in a tag team with rob conway i could be wrong and ovw were one of the the, the developmental territories and he went he was on nitro he was on nitro man like nick dinsmore wrestled on nitro yeah like, that's how long uh nick dinsmore has gone and he was literally considered like ones to watch like for a couple years and it and he ended up listen the eugene character say what you want about it now maybe it doesn't age well but it was super freaking over, man. Yeah, I think that I think that I actually take a different route. I think that's a good character. I think it brings awareness to that, you know, that that okay. community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think it's I think that it's a it's an endearing character that you can look at and be happy that the character is there. Is now is over overcoming yeah. his 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 and, challenges. And people people love that character, man. People <laughs> love that. Like you look at his match with Coach. People loved. Eugene and I, I sometimes I wonder if if being saddled with that character was a help or a hindrance like you're never going to forget Eugene and there'll never be another one right. but at the same time would he have been world champion had he had a different you know what I mean had he had a different character it's always so, like I wonder about so I'm trying to think of a complete 
like a wrestler who ended up making a transition to like a complete polar opposite of what he was and what he represented where like you just you were like okay he was that but now i accept him for this like if you had eugene like like maybe all of a sudden like just flip out and just absolutely like and he may have done this by the way because i don't i'm not a eugene historian but like if you had him flip out and just become like the most evil son of a bitch ever that could have probably worked too yeah and like just completely oh who was it um was it festus well festus kind of did it but that was like in match um like he would like come in and then the bell would ring and then he'd go nuts and be like a complete freaking badass luke gallows yeah but like a, a total 180 on a character where you still knew it was eugene but he completely reinvented himself and completely like made you not even remember who that was i can't think off but still being eugene like right. not, not right. changing a gimmick like, right like, i can't remember if there's anyone Ch changing the character but not rebranding the character yeah exactly same yeah. name same name maybe different gear maybe different music on like heel music like all that kind of stuff but yeah nick dinsmore is like a top all-time like in-ring wrestling talent 100 percent yeah yeah, I like I can't I can't say enough good things about him. I I'm like super impressed just with his ability to to improv and control the crowd. I just very, very uh very entertained. Does he do still do the Superman type stuff? Like the like the like he wears like the blue long tights and uh, yeah. long yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. And like the red uh trunks and then the the, the E on it. Oh no 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 he doesn't have that going on anymore. He's got the he's like a blue like singlet type thing. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's cool, man. Good for you. Thank you very much. Well, uh, great. KJG, how was your week? Ah, oh, great week. Solid week. Went to the Devils game on on Friday. They lost. Oh. Playing the Rangers right now as we spizzeek. And uh, yeah, man, good stuff. Watched some watched some wrestling. Went to my uh, my cousin's baby's first birthday party. Saw some family again for like the same time. And like we haven't seen him in years, and we saw him twice in a week. So that was dope. Nice. Yeah, man. yeah, how about you, buddy? Uh, you know, just full of work, full of work and nonsense. You know, the usual. Nothing too exciting to report on my end. I was uh, wifeless for the weekend. You were what? Wifeless. Uh oh. Where she's it was very, it was very shooting, uneventful. Shooting guns somewhere. Uh, she was with the niece and nephew, uh, for the weekend, and then. Uh, she did go on a duck hunt this morning when she just got home a little while ago. Did she like hold the gun right up to the TV? Like, like a <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not, it was not that type of duck hunting. I think she would have preferred it. Woof, woof, woof. Know, uh, yeah. it very cold uh, at like five o'clock this morning. Yeah. I had to, today actually was like the first time I was late for work in like forever because I didn't realize it was going to snow. And I had to get the, the snow and the ice off the car, and I didn't confine the scraper gimmick. So, uh, yeah, six minutes late. I don't like it. Uh, it's a fireball offense. Yeah, it might be. might be out. Do you guys have any, any interest in this? That Vince documentary is finally dropping tomorrow on Vice, right? Yes, I'll watch it 100%. Very excited, actually. Very excited. I'm, I'm, I want to know what way they're going to take with it. I, I want to know. It's, is it going to be a hit job? Yeah, it's Vice. Well, all right, so here's the thing. It started long before all this stuff happened. So, yeah. like, it was in production for a very long time. So now, dude, and that's why I believe it was delayed. I could be wrong. But, like, will now they include the latest, you know, 
allegation stuff that that has been involved in it is, is that the intention is that the contention of the the documentary it's going to be like salacious vince i don't think there? that they would they wouldn't have put it on hold right uh, you know what i mean if they were going to include it or am i confusing that with the movie am i confusing that with the uh whatever they were doing for netflix allegedly was canceled because of all the allegations that came out like the paisley like wasn't brad paisley supposed to be him no not brad paisley who am i thinking of the guy that was in um <laughs> Wait, at uh, first when you said Paisley, I thought you were going with Charmel and went, oh, her too? No, 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 no. <laughs> Who's the guy in uh, that movie with Lady Gaga? And he was also in uh, no, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. It, wasn't he supposed to play Vince? No I think idea. he was. And some sort of documentary. But So yeah, I was maybe I'm confusing that with this, but uh, they have to include all the stuff. So we're, we're, we're just convinced it's going to be a hit piece. I'm convinced. Vice uh, released a trailer about the documentary. It features comments from men that worked with Vince, like "Goddamn" and "Bro." Uh, while uh, Wrestling Observer's Brian Alvarez was shown making a comment, Meltzer's on there. It uh, hits on some big moments: the screw job, Brett punching Vince, Owen Hart grabbing Vince because Owen died in '99. Uh, wait, 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 wait! How did Owen Hart grab Vince? I guess that was something that they did on Raw after. I don't think Owen Hart ever. Oh, when he, oh, when he came. Okay, well, after Bret Hart left from the screw job, yeah, Owen yeah. came when back he, as like a badass. Yeah, when he hopped through the crowd and jumped in yeah. the ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the steroids trial. They're definitely gonna. There's like a two minute document, a uh, two minute trailer. I'm not gonna. The nine lives of Vince McMahon. Said more than that. Goddamn pal. <laughs> So that'll be fun for you guys to watch tomorrow, right? I will watch it. Maybe not live, but I will definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely going to watch it. I just wish that they I I hope they include some of the good things he's done. Like I just some of the good things I hope they include. Yeah, you know what? Like Vince to me is like like I don't like I get it. He's like the reason why wrestling exists, but like I don't care if they don't. Like Fuck them! Like you, know you, I mean? you want it to be a complete hit job. I, I, you got to pay a lot to fuck them. I want to like a lot. I just want I just want them to be entertained. I don't honestly care what they include one way or the other. Like if they okay. decide not to do the good things because of what has happened, and I don't care. Like I'm not gonna lose sleep over either way. If it's a hit job, I won't lose sleep. If it's if they have anything positive, I won't lose sleep. Like it's just it is what it is. It's Vince McMahon. He's irrelevant now. Totally irrelevant. I wish that there was a there was a company or a channel that would come out and just do just do puff pieces, just puff like counteract all the negativity that that Vice yeah. is putting out there, and just give me some puff pieces. Like that's that's all I want. Nickelodeon, yeah, yeah. just give me some happy uh, wrestling, like happy the, wrestling documentaries. It's called the WWE Network. Oh uh, yeah, the Peacock. They'll take out know, their man. own. You know it. No man, the, uh, there was a there's a couple. De- look. Like this Ric Flair one coming out, like who, like that'll be a puff piece probably. Is that on? That's on. That's a Peacock, right? Peacock. I, I saw a commercial for it when I was watching NXT, so I'm assuming it's Peacock. The Peacock date revealed for Peacock's Woo Becoming Ric Flair documentary. Yeah, surprisingly, uh, after on Peacock the day after Christmas, December 26th. Yeah, surprisingly, through all the the stuff that he's been through and been labeled as a bad guy, dude. Like I listened to his podcast. He's like, he's still got it together, man. Like he's like he talks and he remembers a lot of stuff that i can't believe he remembers and he he's pretty put together like like mentally mind and and 
and you know sound speaks normally like he he knows what he's doing that that flair guy yeah but again going back to the same conversation we have at any time there's like a new documentary like this like we'll watch it but it's very unlikely that we will learn anything new about right. the three of us and no. probably a bunch of people listening to this right and it's like that's why like i i really do still intend to watch tales from the territories because there's probably stuff in there that I don't know. Like in those, like there's probably stuff that I've never heard. So that's like I'm really looking forward to that. And like I watched, I was home for lunch today, and they had the Dark Side of the Ring with David Schultz on there. And I, I totally forgot that he was a bounty hunter, and he had like commercials and and like was like a really successful bounty hunter. And he let some guy like even like do a line of coke on his table before he arrested. Isn't that what uh, Steve Blackman does as well? Yeah, I think so. That's that's one badass tandem. Yeah, dude. I just you you ain't messing with Doctor D, or you're not you're not messing with the lethal weapon. That's for sure. Did you uh did you fellas have a chance to check out uh, the Ring of Honor this weekend? I sure did, my man. I did not. Sure did. I was on the road. You got some picks over there. Oh yeah, this guy's making towns. Oh shit! I got to do fucking picks too. Oh, you don't have to do it now. Stupid music. Can you top that music? Do I have the picks music? Uh, here we go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. This penis party's got to go. It's time for the Shining Wizards. Favorite view pack. Extravaganza. Tony H. I was offended. We, uh, Tony sent his picks, and, uh, He's not here to defend himself, and that's just the way it needs to be. Uh, last report from Tony was he's still there, but he may drop in. Oh, oh, look at that. Dun, dun, uh, Tony, dun, dun. in his notes uh, for his picks, labeled it ROH garbage, and I was a little offended by that. I'm taking it back, too. Let me not offend it. Offended's a bit strong. but Well, you know I'll... what? For somebody who fucking got on this podcast look, we, last week and cried from the top of Mount Tony, where's the ring of honor, guys? Where's Eli Isom? Well, Eli Isom was on the show, buddy. Where's T Donk tonight? Not on the show. And you know what? I bet a nice uh, shiny shekel that he didn't watch a fucking second of this pay per view. No, no chance. And I gave him my login shit. Like, hey, watch this. Yeah, I watched it with your login. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no chance Tony watched a, a minute of it. No chance. You think- any of the the free thing on YouTube? You think he checked that out? Nope. This man, Hula, who his man was on? Hula, Hula, the pineapple man was on it. No, still no, nothing, no chance. No, there's no, I get not one second of the show that he watched. I think uh, I, I Matthew Birch again. This is three weeks in a row. Tony is right. ROH is pretty garbage. There's how do you? There's nothing to. They're not. There's not enough product to make that assessment. I don't think strong it's a strong take i love i enjoyed the show now look i did not think it was going to be a ring of honor show from a year ago five years ago i'm in the mindset where i understand what ring of honor is right now and for that it was a very enjoyable show and it was definitely worth the 40 dollars just for the fucking double dog collar match yeah, it starts and ends there, bro. So I've I've heard a lot of high praise for that match. Some people have even said that it was the greatest dog collar match of all time. Where does it, I didn't see it? 
I was on the road. What was, I mean, was it that high up there? It's, it was easily the best thing on that show. And it may have been one of the, like the, I, I, I told, I loved it. Like there's not one thing that was wrong with it to okay. me. And that's, I mean, I'm not a big blood and guts and gore guy, but like there was a lot of blood, the referee bl- uh, bled, but I'm telling you right now, like that's, like that, like everyone, the, the cliche. If you watch one match on the show, watch this. It's right. that. Okay. It's that. 100%. And I think just, just the, the story, the, the feud with these guys the last year. You know, it's always, it's that, it's always been that dream match, FTR and the Briscoes, and, and, I think we're, we're right about, I think yesterday was the last final battle ever, yeah, where FTR showed up to confront yeah. the Briscoes after they beat the Kingdom, like. This is a huge, you know, and this is a huge match, and they've delivered in this trilogy, and I think this is the perfect send off. And the mat, the match is just tag team wrestling at its finest. When you, you know, put fucking four guys in dog collars and they're attached yeah. to each other, they make it work. Things were logical. They told a great story. Yeah, you, there was not a whole lot of. I mean, obviously, when you have like this kind of tether, no pun intended here. There's going to be some clunkiness, but there really like wasn't a whole lot of clunkiness in this match. There wasn't no awkward, you know, guys slipping, making terrible moves, like the chain gets in the way. The only thing that you might be able to point out, and this is totally nitpicking, I didn't even mind it, was when uh, Dax kept trying to wrap the chain around his head to do the headbutt, and he just couldn't fucking do it, and it took like six minutes for him to, to do that just to do a headbutt spot when you could have easily just wrapped it around your fist. And dropped an elbow or dropped like a rocker drop. Right. right. So, I was going to say wrapping around your fist and dropping an elbow wouldn't make too much sense, Kevin. But no, if, no, no. If, no. <laughs> were they, were they all blow. four connected or were they no, connected one on one? I forget who was connected with who, but it was one on one. Okay. Okay. That would be fucking nuts if all four of them yeah. were like connected. Oh, and they're just like, in, remember the episode of The Office where they're all like, like had the gun hands at each other and just like that would have been nuts. That's a logistical nightmare. Yeah. yeah, you probably can't work like that. I imagine. Long enough chain. Yeah, and the chain. fucking the crowd was into it. It was it was hot, man. It was real fucking good. It's up there. Um, Did it go on last? No, no. Which painted like the I uh, I think the TV title match was on after that. Yes, the TV title and the world title. So they yeah. did the three men's titles in. They were your last three: the tag, TV, and yeah. the world championship. Yeah, man, that was a that was the, and here and I, I like the swerve in our glory and um, Shane Taylor promotion. I like I like the, this whole show was good, man. And you know what? I say this a lot, and it really really helps that the crowd is so into everything. Like legit, I didn't watch the YouTube stuff. Um, I didn't realize that what that was the case. So I, I don't know how like the kingdom and top flight and. And Jayet, like uh, Daddy Magic and Angelo Parker did, or what, what they were into there, or the Willow Nightingale stuff. But I watched every single match on this show, and bro, it was like top to bottom, just like really good stuff with a lot of hard acts to follow. And I think everyone, to their credit, did a tremendous job. And it's, I think it's a must watch. Do you do you think that it did the card a disservice to not have the dog collar on match or match on last? No, 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 no. Okay. no. I don't think so either. Because at the end of the day, like your world title is it should be always like 
pristine. It should be, in my opinion, that old school logic, the world title should always be on last. Yeah, I, I agree with that logic. I'm, I'm one, but the way that, the way that I think that match had the, the dog color match had more anticipation behind it. More people were looking forward to that match than maybe any other match on the card. And it is still, it's still a championship match for your main event. And it's a big, you know what I mean? It's a big blow off. I, Sometimes yeah. special circumstances, I think you can get away with with. Oh, that. of course, yeah. yeah. Like you have like a The Rock come back or something like that, and The Rock fights like you know Brock Lesnar and the No Championship on the line. Like Rock Hogan, well, they didn't actually close WrestleMania, but that could have closed WrestleMania. Yeah, Matt, did you notice something weird in the um? What match was it? Where like uh, it was Jericho Claudio? It was the main event where like Ian Riccaboni and and Caprice Coleman like got up and like walked somewhere else, and they got. It seemed like they were disheveled and uh and like something happens to Riccaboni. I didn't notice that. Like there's a point in that match where you see them get up from and there's silence in the con like there's no one no one's talking. They get up and they walk somewhere else. I don't know if maybe like it's a technical issue or if someone tried to mess with them or uh in the crowd or if, if it, even if it was a, an ang- uh, an angle with Jericho. But there's a point in the match where like you see Ian Riccaboni and Caprice Coleman out of their chairs, walking, sit down somewhere else, and then it's kind of clunky when they get back on commentary. And I haven't sent, haven't seen anything in the, um, in uh, you know PW Insider or any of those guys about it. So I'm, it could have just been a technical issue, but they yeah, went to another uh, level and sat down and did and, and continued their commentary. I didn't even notice it to be honest with you. Okay, so here we go. Eric Freed's chimes in. Jericho went to attack the commentary team, so they bounced for a minute. So they went back to the same table, Freeds, is what you're saying. That makes sense. So if they went back to the same table, I thought they went to a different table. At least that's what it looked like. But, right, so it was a gimmick. All right, no problem. Thank you for clarifying, uh, Freeds. Matthew Birch, most of the show didn't have any build to it. Were the matches good? Yeah, sure. But I'd like for them to make me care about the stories that they're telling, and they didn't make me invested. That's a look, that's a super valid point. But to say it's garbage, I just think that's. But here's the thing, Matt, we have to take. So, in can you post that again, Matt? If you don't mind, let me see it. I don't know. What is that? Princess I got Pride. it. Oh, got it. So, most uh, didn't have any build. Uh, were the matches good? Yes, but I'd like for them to make me care about the stories that they are. Built. But here's the thing Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV show, they, they don't have a weekly. Like gimmick, AEW can do whatever they want to 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 promote it, but like it's not. Ring of Honor needs its own TV show. Yeah, like, it, it it does to make everyone care about it because that's where you get the stories that you have to build. Because you have to understand, you're also building AEW stories, and when you only have three hours of TV and no one, I'm not counting Elevation and Dark, you can't do it. So I'll take a good match pay per view. Like, like that's where that's where we are with Ring of Honor right now. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get worse. But I'll take a good match pay per view. And Claudio Jericho, there's enough story there. Um, Briscoe's FTR, plenty of story there. FT, uh, Athena Mercedes Martinez, they they did a good job showing their history. So like, yeah, is it perfect? Of course, it's not perfect. But I think that they do a a great job. No, like with the state of Ring of Honor is what it is. I think that it was fine. And I, I thought, dude, I thought this was a great pay-per-view. See, and I just in general, I'm not big on what, what they're doing. ROH to me feels like 
something that AEW forgot they had in the fridge a lot of the time. And like, it's there, it's great, but you forget that it's there. It's still in, like in the back of the fridge, right? So you open up, you clean out the fridge, you're like, oh shit, that's right. I still have this fucking drink that I love. I forgot I had one left. That's the way it seems. So to try and build an entire pay-per-view around it, I was a little skeptical. I'm glad to hear that a lot of people enjoyed it. That's, that is great. But until they have, like we've talked about this before, until they have their own TV, until they can have something separate from AEW, I I just can't really, I can't get full on, I can't get full on into it. Like, I'm glad that I'm glad that they had a great pay-per-view. I am, but there's not enough meat in like in the entirety of the stories to it. I guess I, uh, Mott Spock says the YouTube show did a great job of setting up the show All that. Right. So I, I didn't see it again. I didn't see the pay-per-view either, but having a YouTube show set up your pay-per-view, like uh, there needs to be a little bit more to it. Than, well, I mean, me. th- th- that's their, I guess that's their like, you know, free for all. Like, right. You know, yeah. Like that, yeah. So like, and that's where we are now in 2022, where most of your, um, you know, pre-shows are going to be on YouTube unless you're WWE and you have your own streaming network. Like right. Impact Plus is going to have stuff on, Impact's going to have stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor is going to have stuff on YouTube. AEW is going to have stuff on YouTube. Um, so I have no issue with that. And, and, and that, that's what the, that you should, because most people are going to be on the computer anyway. So let them go to the, to the YouTube page and, and entice them to buy this show. And I look, and I'm not picking on Matthew Birch. I was just curious as to why he felt um, his comment, Ring of Honor's garbage. And look, I get the criticism, you know, you could take away the ROH uh, logo and throw fucking PWG up there. It's the same thing, right? It's, it's just, that's that's what it is right now. That's what Ring of Honor is like PWG on a national, um, on a national stage, right? With the AEW backer behind it. Uh, the show was great. The matches were great. The stories were there, but I, I don't think we got the full, like, I don't think everybody's watching rampage for the Athena Mercedes Martinez story, right? People are kind of fucking sick of Jericho. Like that's what AEW seems to do with him and everything that he does. It's just like, down well, the fucking throat, Chris Jericho. Well, I mean, to their credit, he lost. So. No, I look and that's the way he lost. I thought was super fucking creative. I know a lot of people were not happy with him tapping during the swing. I was going to ask. I was going to ask about that because I did. I did see it. Did the did it did it get over with the fans? Absolutely. That were that were there. They went. They they were. They loved it. Absolutely. You know, I loved okay. it. Real, real quick, though, Sullivan. I'm so sorry. I know I blocked you on YouTube. I have no <laughs> idea how. To- I have no idea how to change that. That'll be something that we work on because I love you, brother. And I did not mean to do that. That was a complete accident. I was trying to hide, uh, block a spammer, and I accidentally blocked you. So I apologize completely. But thank you for watching on Twitch. Um, I thought it. I don't think anyone saw it coming. So like you kind of like when someone's in, it was tough to see like that he actually did it. So like at in that moment in time, you're kind of like, what the fuck just happened? But then you're like, wait a second. I don't think anyone's ever tapped out the in, swing. in the swing. Yeah. So to me, that and if someone can correct me, please do. But if from WWE to to AEW to Ring of Honor, I don't think I've ever seen someone legit like tap, maybe lose consciousness, maybe pass out. I've never seen anyone tap when that happened. So I thought it was dope. 
how did they how did they how did they set it up and was it like an ungodly amount of rotations because that's that's what i want to know like it can work any submission really can work it's just how how you set it up and how it how it plays out so did they what was the setup and and was he i mean was he spinning for two minutes was it was it fucking i don't i don't honestly remember matt you could probably help me out i honestly don't remember how many rotations there were but when cesaro like finally dropped them like you could tell he was spent yeah so Uh, like 27 the 27th swing is when he tapped that's beautiful that's good stuff yeah that's the meat yeah, and I'm I'm seeing 35, 33, 35 is from from other people in the chat here. Uh, what? Uh, but again, what was what was directly before the swing? Like, how did uh, he? We went. Um, I think it was we like went... a top rope lion tamer type deal, right? Or no? There was Not a whole the, the Casanoli goes for the swing. Jericho puts him in the walls. Um, Parker and Minardi make their way down there. They give him the bat. Casanoli yeah. gets hit with the bat. The referee ejects the two of them, uh, and then he he hits the swing, and he just fucking okay. rocks it out. Gotcha. The and the observer here is saying twenty seven times. So, get yeah. your hand, boys. I mean, it could be thirty. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like it went on for fucking. Matt, so do we actually have the the stand, the results of the picks? Of course, I have the results of the picks, Kevin. Come on, I'm a fucking professional here, Matthew. I'm gonna give Matthew Birch's. He's on it, bro. FTR is feuding with the gun. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Sorry. We're good. FTR is feuding with the guns for months because the Briscoes can't be on AEW TV. Samoa Joe defending against Juice Robinson because dot 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 reason. Mercedes and Athena barely got any TV for their feud. I'll, I'll Jericho and Claudio delivered a great main event, and Garcia and Yuto is pretty good as well. But besides that, I wasn't really invested in anything else. That's just how I feel about it. And that's look, you can feel Fair. however you want, Matthew Birch. I look, I love it. I love at least you have a reasoning. You're not yeah. just saying shit to say shit. Yeah, and I'm glad to you get to uh, share your opinions on our platform because I respect that. I uh, do have before we go into the standings and the uh, results of the pay per view. Oh boy. Um, Wheeler Yuta, I just don't fucking get it. I don't get it. There's nothing about him I like. I want to punch my fucking TV every time I see his dumb face on the TV. I don't fucking get it. I'm Matt. I tend to agree with you on that because he just seems like like another guy. Like, but the people freaking love him, which makes me love him a little bit. So, like, when I see the reaction that he gets from people, it makes me want to do the same thing. Like, la- like we always say in comedy, laughter is contagious. When I see other people enjoying somebody's stuff, it kind of makes like, oh, maybe this guy is pretty good. I mean, he's a great ta- he's a great worker. I think he's he's incredible in the ring. But like, where's the the where's the it factor? Where's the charisma? And I think that's why they have him attached to. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan and, and Dean Ambrose and William Regal, not so much anymore. But like you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with you. I get it. Like, I don't see him. I listen, I feel the same way about Daniel Garcia, too. Same way. They are kind of interchangeable, aren't they? Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a big like neither one of them to me at least has the personality, because that's the other aspect of it, right? Is the is the the personality and finding a way to get the crowd to invest in you. And I don't think either one of them really has it. Both of them I think are fantastic performers. Yeah. Uh, in ring, but I just don't they just don't have that that other 
you know, that other piece to it. Or at least to me, they don't have it currently. Yeah. Not to say yes. that they couldn't get it. Yeah. Like, no, well, like, they, like, our was, opinions mean freaking nothing. So like, sorry, like no. no one should be offended by it. Like, no, like I'm not like dissing these people. No, like who really gives a shit what I think. So like, I, I'm just with you, Matt. Like, I just don't get it either. Yeah. So. And, and I think it's, it's comparable, comparable to Jonathan Gresham, right? Jonathan Gresham was a great wrestler, but before the foundation, he was just a fucking great wrestler. He has a unique look, though, where he's like that little, he's like a, a tiny guy who's just jacked. Like, I always make the comparison with him and Ivan Putsky. So, like, to me, that, like, always kind of, like, kept me interested in him because he's a great wrestler. He has a really unique look for a guy who's not super tall. And he, he's just like a brick house. He's a bulldog. He's a tree. He's a tree. He's like a tree uh, trunk. Like, you just can't move him. Right. But until, for me, until he started with the foundation, when he's the, I'm the foundation with his octopus mask and, and all that shit, like, that was what really pushed him into, in my opinion, the, the main event tier where, you know, towards the end of Ring of Honor or, as we were winding ring of honor down, you could argue that him being the pure champion was just as important as, uh, I think lethal was the world champion at the end. Claudio beat him, right? No, wait. Yes. Claudio beat Gresham on AEW or ring of honor, death before dishonor or whatever. What the whole thing with Gresham arguing with Tony Khan, that whole gimmick, but that's neither here nor there. It is neither here nor there. You say, and I agree. Uh, so quickly, a quick rundown of the card. Uh, on the pre-show, Jeff Cobb beat uh, uh, Dorado. JAS beat the Shinobi Shadow Squad. Willow Nightingale beat Trisha Dora. And Top Flight beat the Kingdom. Uh, on the main Joe, main Joe, main show. Oh, big Joe. My dad's uh, Air guy. Fox and Blake Christian defeated LFI. That was a really weird finish because it didn't look like they were supposed to win. Do you think that was, do you think that was an F up? I, I mean... He looked like he kicked out way before three, and even AR Fox's response right after it looked uh, looked re- like he wasn't expecting it to happen. And then the weird post match beatdown that had to have been called on the fly. It had after to be. that, yeah. If, if it was uh, fact, oh sorry, no, I'm good. Yep. Uh, Athena beat Mercedes Martinez to become the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. Swerve and Our Glory defeated Shane Taylor Promotions, but Swerve and Our Glory continues uh, to fall apart. Uh, I was super impressed with J.D. Griffey. I was not. No, you didn't like J. I like the uh, of of all the guys recently who are MMA fighters. He portrayed it the best in the ring because I think he actually is an MMA fighter. Fighter, I would hope so. Uh, the embassy took the six-man titles off of Dalton Castle and the boys. That's intriguing to me because I wonder if they're going to make Dalton like more put him back in that more of like a top role guy, either in Ring of Honor or in AEW, or maybe they just bring him over to AEW altogether because apparently Tony Khan really likes Dalton Castle. Every time you see him, you want to see more of him. He he's there's something about Dalton Castle, man. I, I thought that a while ago. I'm kind of off it now. But again, get back, on it. Get, get back on it. Nope, not on it. See, hey, when, when hey, I'm he, pumped about it. Join me, Kevin. Join me. Nope, join me. It. Come on. Nope, to, nope, to the castle. Not going to do the it. castle. Not going to uh, do it. See, no, I was the when when he was uh, 
on his, uh, at the top of his game when we were at that final battle where he beat Cody, I was miserable, miserable. When he got beat by Roosh at the Garden in like eight seconds, I could not have been more fucking happy for him to be a fucking loser. But now... I've switched. I am a big. I like to see the Dalton Castle. I get it now. Matt's going to the kick. Come on, Kevin. I mean, Come I still on. get it. I get it. He's an entertaining dude, but I mean, I'm not. And I was a fan at, at one point, but just not anymore, man. Sometimes you fade, okay. man. You fade. You're good. Oh, uh, Wheeler, Utah defeated Daniel Garcia by referee's decision. So we have a new pure champion. Obviously, the Briscoes defeated FTR. Double dog collar match. Uh, Joe beat Juice and Claudio beat Chris Jericho. Uh, so we have a couple new champions uh, in the standings. Kevin, you uh, took the Ring of Honor with an eight and four record. That's right. Tony came in at seven and five. Uh, and I continue to be pedestrian, mediocre at best, six and six. Mm, uh, so you inched one game closer to Tony. Uh, you are 11 games back with two pay-per-views to go. Wait, I'm 11 games back? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not good. Oh, he's fucking smoking us. I am. Let me do the math here. Eight, Guy watches eight, no wrestling 13, 12, and freaking kills us every year. I'm 25 games back from Tony, so uh, I definitely will not be catching him this year. Matt, I might have to go against everything that I've ever stood for in my life. Look, uh, oh, see, close. I was going to ask. Matt. I have to, right? And What's his wife point? is also going to the castle. Come on, Kevin. Join us. Join us. Also going to, yep. His wife also going to the castle. I did not know Crosso had a wife. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, that's. Everybody's doing it, Kevin. What? I don't know what. The, I don't get. What was that? We're all going to the castle. Is that his thing? Is that his saying? No, but, but it's ours now. Yeah. It's yours. It's fucking happening, man. Matt, so like I'm saying, I might go against everything I've ever believed in and completely pick <sighs> Wrestle Kingdom opposite of whatever Tony does. And hard to kill. And hard to kill. Well, hard to kill, I can't. I can't. That's, a, that's Yeah, well, I was going to ask him, what do you do here? Do you just, do you accept defeat? No, never. So what if this blow, Kevin, what if, what if this blows up in your face and I surpass you. And it doesn't then matter. We both get punished. It's I understand, it's, but it's just that at that point, it's a matter of pride, right? Because your point, <laughs> your standings aren't going to reflect your picks. But at that point, everyone knows around. what I'm doing. I'm going to be making it public as to what my objective is. So if I end up losing for the year, at this point, everyone knows why. So it's not like I just made bad picks. It's just like I have to do it to beat Tony. Do and really if, I lose, if, if I end up losing to you, that's, you know, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Do you real, realistically think that's going to work in your favor, though? No, not at all. But I also don't think that picking with my heart will also work in my favor because odds are Tony and I are going to have a lot of the same picks. It's just Yeah, but nature. at the end of the day, you put your head on your pillow, you knowing you nah. did the right thing, nope. and Tony got the best of you, and, you know, nope, maybe nope. you rattled been, off. Been doing that for too long. Hasn't worked out. Not doing it anymore. Well, I mean, you just, you know, end the year on a high note. Nope, nope, nope. No? Just do it. <laughs> fucking turn it into Beaky Buzzard. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, 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 n
the women's title match. That might be it. Oh, no, in the tag title match, five matches with the New Day and uh, Pretty Deadly. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I might have to, I might have to abandon all my beliefs to, to try to take, but now here's the thing. Does Tony ah. hear this and pick, ah, never mind. I'm not going to continue with this because that could be a big part of strategy here. Maybe Tony picks what he thinks are the, the complete losers. And then I say, hey, I'm going to pick the opposite of your complete losers and pick who I think is going to win. And then just do the old flipperoo. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. How about that? Interesting. Oh yeah, a lot of not just a hat rack, man. Well, post post final battle, we did get uh, the relaunch of the Honor Club, and uh, the news. Uh, of course, Tony Khan had to have a press conference because it's all about him. Um, there you go. That Ring of Honor's weekly TV show will be featured on the Honor Club. There's no date as to when that is going to happen, but uh, people are speculating early January post Wrestle Kingdom. I'm in. Now, I think there is a bit of conf- because the new Honor Club has been released for $9.99 a month. I don't think you have to pay to watch the weekly TV, though, because that seems incredibly stupid. TNA did it. Yeah, months. but that was advertised as a weekly pay per view, no? Yeah, but I mean, it was yeah, advertised yeah. as it, but we we all know that it was just your TV. Yeah, but it wasn't presented that way. Yeah, it was hundred percent. Was it at the beginning or towards when it got to the mess freezing up here? So what what I'm understanding is that they have this is going to be this is going to be their platform for now. I would okay, imagine. I don't know for sure. Like, like Ring of Honor cannot exist without its own show, right? That's what, like, I'm, I'm dead set. Like, yeah, it could be cool. Like, I've, I've said in the past, like, all these championships that AEW has, like, there's a thousand of them. And I still don't get bothered by each one being there because they're still presented in a good way. Like, like Daniel Garcia is an over guy. Will Yuta, despite what we just said, is an over guy. You know, freaking uh, the Dalton and the boys, over guys. Uh, the embassy, maybe not so over, but still there. And so, like... Each thing like still matters to me because it's presented in a way that they're mutually exclusive from each other, where I don't look at it like one belt is diluting the other. Like I don't look at the Ring of Honor TV Championship diluting, you know, the AEW TNT Championship. Like I don't look at the Ring of Honor World Title diluting MJF's AEW World Title. To me, they are still different, and that maybe I'm looking at it through rose-colored glasses. I don't. I, I, I it's. I mean, not. I'm not completely gonna like go against your show because it's how you look at it but it does seem a little rosy uh it it seems like every everybody that comes down to the ring on AEW tv has a belt one belt or another and and when everybody has one it just it does dilute everything else i i'm just kind of confused as to so they're going to launch this this is going to be their platform this is going to be where their show is roh so are they now removing roh from your weekly aew so Tony Khan said he will be featuring less Ring of Honor on the AEW programs. So you're uh, telling me that Samoa Joe is going to be okay with wrestling on Honor Club and not TNT or TBS every week? Well, he's the he's the TNT champion, so he's going to be featured on. Board. All right, so that was a terrible example. Um, are you telling me that Claudio Castagnoli 
is going to be okay with just wrestling on Honor Club and not on TBS or TNT? Well, I think you're picking guys that are role players on both programs. I think the uh, the the embassy. I think uh, the Shinobi Shadow Squad or whatever the fuck they call themselves. I think there's a lot of the Kingdom. I think there's a lot of people under the AEW umbrella, Ring of Honor umbrella, who aren't getting the TV time they necessarily need to help build the product and the stories that they're involved in. So I think those guys, right? Do you think Taven and Bennett are happy to go down to Orlando and tape weeks worth of AEW Dark? Or do you think they would rather be the centerpiece of this new ring of honor TV show. That's going to be weekly aired on honor club. There'll be no different than the formula ring of honor was doing before then. They'll probably rent out a place and do TV tapings and that'll be your TV. Well, they'll probably, they'll probably just load up when they do like the studio stuff for dark and elevation. They'll probably also do ring of honor probably at the same time. But now here's the thing though. Do you transfer, you transfer, transfer, why am I saying it like that? I don't transfer. Know. We transfer. We gonna transfer. So like now, here's the thing: if Claudio and guys like Samoa Joe and all the top guys, do you think they make it less than if you want to keep them on AEW and maybe you give the belt to someone like Brian Cage or someone like like who like does Ring of Honor immediately become less than because maybe Claudio is still on? TNT and TBS and Samoa Joe is still on TBS and TNT and the revival are still on TBS and TNT. And now all of a sudden you're getting this product that it doesn't have the stars that it did because it's honor club only. Or do you think they just say, Hey, this is my job. I'm getting paid. I'll do whatever you want. I'll wrestle on honor club and not on national television. I it's uh, to me, it's, it's aggravating the whole fucking thing. Like I, I like ROH. I liked ROH, right? AEW. I liked AEW. Like they are not. They're not in a fucking position to have this many goddamn people, this many goddamn titles with three hours of TV. Yeah. Right. They're they're just not. And they're. I pull for AEW. I like the product. But it is so aggravating to watch what they're doing. They got to fucking stop. They just have to. Stop. No. You want to have ROH? Good. Have ROH. You know what? Have it over there. Right? Have it over there. This is ROH. This is AEW. Right. And, and I, I think I, it's sickening, man. I think I'm a that's fan the, of both. Stop I think the that's the, I think that's the end game. And I think that's what his ideas were. Now, whether logistically that ended up happening. Like it didn't end up happening. So like there's still you have to keep the asset while you have it to keep it relevant. So like if the only place you can watch a Ring of Honor title be defended is on AEW, I have no problem with them doing it. So now eventually you're going to have to separate them if 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 that's even a possibility. Like you, you don't because it's it's Discovery Warner, man. Like that's who you have to deal with. Right, but don't you make it you make it more confusing. When you now have to separate them, don't fucking mix them up to begin with, and then you don't have to try and separate them, man. But if you're, but if the only way to display this new asset that you spent a lot of money for is on the show that gets millions of people watching it, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? If if they're rolling out this honor club with their TV and all that other shit now in January, 
they could have done it when they bought it, or they could have fucking waited and said, hey, look, ROH is back. Here it is, right? They could have even done a fucking build up ROH, right? Build it up with your honor club and all that, and then have AEW versus ROH. Have a fucking special. Everybody's pumped. You get your dream brand, matches and brand, brand supremacy. <laughs> I hate. I, I don't. I, it's it's similar but different. Well, my my idea was initially like when Rampage, like like, I mean, every week Rampage is Orange Cassidy defending his All Atlantic Championship against somebody. Like Come why on, not just seven, baby? What's that? Trent Seven. He's oh, he's right. He was there. He was there at ROH. The Mustache Mountain. No, he was there at Dynamite uh, Rampage Friday night. Rampage, yeah. I thought I saw that. I thought okay, you're my, yeah, you're probably right. I thought I thought I saw that he was there at ROH too, or maybe they just made a callback reference to. It's to all the same fucking there. thing, man. Don't yeah. worry about but, it. But like I thought initially, like all right, so they're gonna turn Rampage into Ring of Honor, but then like I see a lot of like. People that saying like TNT and TBS didn't pay for Ring of Honor; they paid for the brand name of AEW. So you, why confuse people even more with putting two different wrestling shows on the same fucking network? I know I'm probably just rehashing your point, and fucking I just thought about you. it, and I just <laughs> a light bulb literally just went off. So, so yeah, so you're yeah. So now that the more I think about this, yeah, you're probably right. Now let's just look the the what this weekly Ring of Honor TV show is still it's murky. These are all um, it's just this is just the scuttlebutt. We don't know. We know the home of Ring of Honor uh, TV right now is going to be on Honor Club. Um, let's go. I want to go to the chat because there's a couple people in here. Uh, Matthew Birch and WATNA was actually a new and exciting product that people were willing to pay for, though. This new ROH is not that, so I'd be insane for them. Uh, it'd be insane for them to try and charge people just to watch their weekly TV show. Right. Uh, Ryan Sullivan over on the Twitch. Love that you're uh, you're on the Twitch, uh, Ryan Sullivan. Jamie can't be in the YouTube. Uh, don't ignore the mentions of New Japan for Honor Club. Uh, that doesn't really excite me, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, Matthew Birch again. Uh, they could have displayed this new Ring of Honor with its own YouTube show months ago, and I'd have no problem with it. New Ring of Honor and AEW feel exactly the same, and neither of them feel special because of the problem. Matthew Birch, my man! No, Matthew, Matthew Birch is not making sense. Uh, it, Ryan Sullivan. Okay, but those guys were going to be on AWA, AEW anyway. Why not keep mentioning Ring of Honor to keep interest alive? Yeah, yeah. Ryan Sullivan. Okay. Going back to his end, like, I, I don't understand what like his opinion of exciting is uh between roh and nwa tna yeah i get it it's a different brand it's a different it's it, it saying at the time the nwa tna thing in 2002 was new and exciting what freaking kevin nash and scott hall and ken shamrock and freaking jeff jarrett and no and no and raven it, no, no, no. it was it was it was it was exciting because it was new it was but, new but it was also an alternative you need you need an alternative now. AEW is making an alternative to the product that they haven't fully fucking built yet. So here's the thing: AEW is the alternative. So if they're making a subsidiary subsidiary of their own alternative, then what? You can't like literally expect that to happen overnight. An alternative to the alternative, Kevin. A third brand. Oh, what Ring of Honor was? Ring of Honor was the third brand. I do like Ryan Sullivan here. That's a fair point. Why, if Honor Club is home for strong, two programs, one price? 
I'm not against oh. that. If the New Japan involvement is a home for New Japan Strong, is that a thing? New Japan Strong is a thing. Yes, it's on. No, Fight I mean now. on Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Well, there's con- there's talk of the involvement of New Japan in the new Honor Club. Yeah, well, New Japan's got their freaking lot of spoons in the porridge. That's okay to put a lot of spoons in the porridge. If it's another vehicle to get people acclimated with the New Japan strong talent, then I'm not against it. Again, I'm not, I'm paying for Honor Club because I'm a fucking wrestling nerd. And they're the, it's, I'm paying for the Ring of Honor catalog. If you told me that I have to watch Ring of Honor TV weekly and I have to pay $10 a month for it, I'm not doing that. Right. Right. Because I think, the idea is to drive people to this. And look, Honor Club, this is, they have re, rebranded Honor Club. The first Honor Club was a pain in the fucking balls to navigate. It didn't have all the shit on it. The new format and the layout is much more easy to navigate. I think it has, and I just blazed through it very quickly last night when I got home. I think it has everything. It's got all going all the way back to 2002, all the way up. It's got all the TV from the HD net days. Oh yeah, I think it has everything, and it's very easy to navigate. Much better than the old Honor Club. So I like the I like the back catalog being in there like that. That to me is probably worth it alone. The subscription alone. I have no like. I'm not really like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna sign up to get, you know, their their, their weekly TV show. I'm I'm just I'm not. But will this will this split their own audience again? Because again. We know there's only so many hours to watch wrestling in the week. Are they splitting their own audience? <sighs> that's, a good, think- that's a great question. Look, I was watching the the pre-show on YouTube, um, and lot you know, and 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 I was working on the truck, and in the little corner you see there is you know up to eight thousand people watching. I mean, the they- free YouTube thing. I mean, that's a lot of people in in. Vested. I don't know what your goal is. I don't think eight thousand people breaks the bank. So, so what I'm what I'm thinking is that I don't think they're going to split their own audience. Th- what they will do, though, probably is take audience away from like NWA or like New Japan Strong if they don't coexist together, or some of the like some of these other shows that have like streaming, like IWTV, like all these. Um, streaming platforms that offer smaller companies so if i don't think they'll split their audience so much because like we've been saying like roh is not what it was and it's not aew so i i don't think they're gonna take they're not gonna take audience away from wwe they might not even take audience away from nxt but they might take audience away from like the nwa tna or nwa power and and those type shows Spock with the uh, the knowledge drop here. HDN is not there yet. Starts with gotcha. episode one of ROH TV under Sinclair. All right, good. That's good. Look, I appreciate. It's good to know. Again, I quickly went through uh, the new Honor Club. Ryan Sullivan also says uh, this seems to me to be AEW AEW's version of NXT. And uh, Lisa, who was at the show, taking great photography. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think Tony Khan said he wants to have a working relationship with New Japan. Pro Everyone Wrestling. wants to have a working relationship with New Japan. And Hell New yeah, Japan. I do. Yeah, you, you do. You have one. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Oh, you're, the Bread Club is New Japan affiliate confirmed. Big things coming for the Bread Club as we head into Wrestle oh, Kingdom. No. A lot, we have three fantastic guests lined up. You going behind the paywall, Matt? 
No, come on. I'm not fucking. I'm not that guy. I'm not doing fucking hyper chats, super chats, suck my chats, doing any of that bullshit. That's your boss. He ain't my fucking boss. <laughs> you out of your fucking mind. My boss is downstairs in the living room. <laughs> I ain't about. What do you think? I'm fucking retarded. I ain't doing for my boss. Fuck out of here. That's your boss. Pay me, bitch. How's that sound? Yeah, well, then maybe we'll consider it. You're my fucking boss. I don't even talk to that guy. Corporate man. With somebody else. Corporate man. I go through another channel, sir. That's right. Ah, uh, let's see. What else we got here? Mott Spock. If HDNet does go on there, I will rescind some of my complaints. Some. Yes. Uh, Mott Spock doesn't like that he can't fast forward and watch it at uh, two speed versus one. I can't watch that shit at two speed. Just in general, I don't know how fuckers do that. I don't know how either, but I guess if that's the way your brain works, Ryan Sullivan, again, on the Twitch. You know what? If you're not subscribed to the Twitch, people, it does help us out if we get some more views over on the Twitch. And Ryan, he's lonely over there. He's just sitting over there by himself (laughs) in the Twitch. Uh, He's going to send a fruit basket to Kevin for that. Kevin, I got to figure out how to – Kevin, handsome Kevin, if you can help me out and try to figure out how to get somebody unblocked from YouTube. I'll take take a look, but I kind of like that he's in the Twitch. Oh, well, it's great, Twitch. but he's he, no one. He's so lonely. Let's go over there, people. Go over, check it out. Check out the Twitch. Uh, Ryan Sullivan says so. If they can get twelve thousand five hundred subs and average twenty five thousand buys for pay per view, it'd be like five million a year before LiveGate. That's not a ton, but no idea on costs. What do you borrow your abacus? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those freaking freaking math. Ryan deal Ryan shoot job deals in money, so he he knows fucking shoot job fucking face. Whoa, shoot Whoa. job, <laughs> shoot job. Oh yeah, shoot I, job. Oh, I'm so right, important Kevin. that my actual job is not my real job. It's oh, it's a shoot job. <laughs> go through old episodes and listen to you use wrestling terminology in your daily talk on this show. What's that? You heard me. No, I didn't actually. That's Don't make me go through the catalog and find when you've used s- said things like shoot job. All right, that's fair. I've probably done it before, but I still oh, need you it. Had. You have, and it was popping. It was popping. <laughs> my, shoot, my shoot job was popping. <laughs> Pop it like it's hot. So look, a lot of lot of lot of a uh, lot of news in the world for the Ring of Honors. Oh, we're still well. This is the ring of hours. No, no, I'm just saying in general. We just did probably like 45 minutes on the final battle and this honor club. Oh, look at this! High five, Tom! Hey, on the Twitch now. This is good. Hey, Walkie. If you boost the Twitch numbers, right? There's some weird algorithm, and it'll definitely get more eyes on our Twitch. All right, so maybe be booting. Shlong was a good thing, maybe. Hey, maybe. Ah, oh oh no! Oh no! Face up there, seventy-two minutes on Ring of Honor. Tony Zatkos, what is that? A butt plug as your picture? Looks like Fucking it. Fucking ghoul! Oh, it's a nanopus, I think. I thought it was like a stack of pancakes. Tony, don't if you Tony, if you're in the fucking chat, don't go fucking filling up the chat. Just fucking log in the stream yard, <laughs> you dick, you drunk chud. Party crasher, baby. Let's go. Chud. What the fuck's a chud? I don't Tony's know what the chud you. Chud. Gotcha. It's chud. 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 Definition. Chud Rucker's nope. great restaurant. That's, uh, what does chud stand for? Urban Dictionary. 
Uh, a chud is an unattractive person whose defining characteristics of their personality is their egotism, most often used to describe typically one-dimensional preps, chaunches, or the like. What's a oh, chaunch? Chaunch. That doesn't sound like Tony to me. A not particularly mean insult. Like me. It should not to. It should not be taken nor thrown around lightly. Oh, take it easy, man! Yeah, you oh. fucking Whoa. chud. Oh, and then here's the, would you like to hear the example? I would love to hear the example. Those chuds drinking on the patio of O'Reilly's are going to get egg salad sandwich bombed back to the caves they crawled out of. You fucking opened it like it was a commercial. Those chuds <laughs> wearing cotton dockers. Oh, here's a good one. Welcome, everyone, to Chuds, where we serve egg salad sandwiches. This <laughs> week on Chuds. Uh, here you go. Anyone who has no good qualities at all, that's what a chud is. Asshole, morons, idiots, jerks, preppy pieces of shit, meatheads, etc. This week on chuds. I love a good... uh, Chud? uh, Love (laughs) Love a good, firm, solid chud. Love a good chud. It was also a movie, apparently, was named Chud, but it was C.H.U.D. And it was a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller so it's chud that was a movie from 1984 cannibal human underground dweller ground dweller humanoid humanoid asian joe wants you to go with chode instead of chud a chode i think is a lady part no chode is like a, a vegetable isn't it uh Chode is a area around the butthole. When oh. he got a rim job, she licked his butthole. Uh, thought, licked his chode. Ch- <laughs> Matt, do that in the Google search. I think the chode chuds, is like a- chuds licking a chode. Aren't chodes like? like uh, maybe I think an artic. Maybe an artichoke. <laughs> you got you got fucking artichoke and ch- chode uh, mixed chode up. vegetable. Chode food. Chode? chode food? Yeah, pop that in the search engine. Oh, no, it's a penis. Wait, what? <laughs> I always thought chode was a dick, too, so. Well, this, look, this is all Urban Dictionary. I just Googled chode. I think it's a all food, right. man. Eat as many as you want, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you fill up, baby boy. I don't know, man. Someone find out. Wait, I just told you. No, but I'm telling you, I think it's. I, I guess I saw it on Seinfeld. <laughs> a chode? Well, there's. there's chode. It was a it was a Seinfeld parody, Matt. <laughs> there's, there's chode's food service is the first thing that comes up. Wow. Chode Mart. Chode All Mart. right. <laughs> Do you have like the parental thing on your Google search, Kevin? Ah, uh, probably. You're probably better off. It's just for the best. Dude, yeah, who am I, Tony? I mean, I don't. No, I don't think I do. I was just fucking around. Chode. Oh, God. Yes, maybe I'll spell it differently. How'd you spell it? C-H-O-D-E. That's right. I'd go C-H-O-A-D, probably. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. yeah. That's, vocal. That's vulgar. That's vulgar. <laughs> That's vulgar slang. I like it. I like it. Um, 
What else do we got going on in the world of professional? You guys want me to take a break? You want me to do plugs? Yeah, man. If you want to do that, I can hit the uh, hit the head, and then you can come back and do plugs, and I'll take over uh, on the second half. Let me see here. We got some plugs. All right, let's take a let's take a little break, ski. Oh yeah. And, uh, I'll let the the Kevin's dose do whatever they do. Yeah, when I uh, go full screen here on myself, that's Kevin. Sorry, <laughs> me. There we go. All right, look at me. Can I dare I say handsome, Matt? Matt, you look great. Don't be taking my shit. I'm just. I'm gonna borrow it for the next uh, two minutes while I do the All Patreon. Right. I feel like uh, last time I thought I looked like shit, and then I was dressed like John Cena, and I got my balls busted. So there I got a go. haircut, and I feel pretty good. It's, it's all yours for two minutes, handsome Judd. Uh, that's what I want to hear. Uh, for those of you out there who are enjoying the Shining Wizard Wrestling podca- podcast, please take a moment to check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, $3 a month, you get bonus content. We do crossword puzzles, watch-alongs, um, Topic pieces, uh, wrestler profiles, wizards rewinds available exclusively at the three dollar level. Three dollar level, five dollars a month. Uh, you get uh, your social media website, whatever plugged on the show. Ten dollars a month, we put your name in the wizards basket, and I will draw a winner every first show of the month. That winner gets to be part of a uh, uh, the show. They get to sit in for can you beat that if they think they can beat the champion, which I think is in some kind of weird limbo because Christian Rocco couldn't defend at the 21st anniversary show. I don't know. Tony's not here, so we can explain that bullshit when he comes back next week for a can you beat that. Um, you can pick a Wizards Rewind and sit in on it. You can sit in on an interview, which I think is a lot of fun, and you could just be a part of the show. You can pick a Wizards Rewind for the bonus content, and uh, we'll sit down and do that with you. So that's at the $10 a month level. And, of course, you get everything below uh, that tier. The, at this moment, we're going to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Manny Crasso, king of the Shining Wizards. Danny Russinello, at not Danny Russ on the Twitter machine. You want to follow him? He made an appearance on the Mark Order uh, Ring of Honor final battle show this past weekend. Anthony Russinello, co-host of the Mark Order, and honestly, he is the the brains behind that uh, vehicle. I jumped in the beginning, and now I'm just never available. So that's Anthony's ship. Anthony and Ryan, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, Kate is a uh, big league and uh, over at the big league and those guys, but she shows up, and then I just don't even bother because I'm either working or falling asleep in my chair like an old man. Um, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo. Kate the Great Hens are at Miss Kate Fabe on the Twitter machine. She did a thousand post shows this weekend. If you have your your finger on the pulse of professional wrestling, uh, podcasting and such, you should know who Kate is. Matt Garifo at Hoodat Matt eighty one, the December winner. So we'll see what his fate uh, decides for him in January. Words are just falling out of my mouth to make no sense. Christine Friesendorfer. Uh, Mark Parloni, we know Mark has been uh, in the hospital the last couple of weeks. We wish you a speedy recovery, Mark. Hope you're well and hope this podcast is entertaining you. Uh, we'd like to see you back at home and healthy sooner rather than later. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at High Five Tom. He's doing the Marking Out ROH Revelry podcast with William Mercier, and they're watching it at two times the speed of a normal show and then reviewing it one time the speed. So definitely check them out. Uh, Michael Hammond. Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro, 
<coughs> there we go. I don't have a power button to turn my mic off, so apologies for coughing into it. Braden Bergen at Enfuego30. He's our number one fan from Iowa. Brendan Haney at Irish Misfit. Ryan Schlong at MarkWorderPod. Every Wednesday night, they're doing all things AEW. Check them out. Asian Joe, I saw him pop up in the chat. Mike Peterson at LOL. Mike Peterson, hope you're enjoying your soccer shit dick. Um, the Daily Smark, dailysmark.com, at The Daily Smark. They help you find the latest wrestling news along with up-to-the-minute daily podcast. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop. Kevin Rogue. Uh, handsome kevin at year of pod their latest episode just dropped today jj rogue means at tots pod if you're into the wrestling figure game check that out uh and of course my friend kieran that i do the bread club with he's a fantastic british fellow uh and last but certainly not least mr william mercier jr at i fucked that all up kevin i'm sorry at w mercier jr uh on the twitter machine he is william mercier Junior, lives are gonna be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean, Kevin. I know what you mean. You always do, Matt. You always do. I'm trying. I'm trying, buddy. Um, I didn't get to watch this NXT deadline thing, and I don't really want to go like super deep into it. Um, but a couple of interesting things happened. The New Day are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Wild, wild stuff. I read that. Was that how did that transpire? So, like, pretty deadly. You know, typical wrestling 101 said that they beat everybody, they beat every team in NXT or every team. And like, and the new day came out and were like, Did you say you beat everybody? You've never beaten the new day or something like that. So, that set it up. And, dude, I love this. I absolutely freaking love it because maybe Very pretty intriguing. deadly, maybe pretty deadly comes up to the main roster, maybe, and then you have New Day taking on a lot of the young kids in there, and everything's so interchangeable. Like we talk about like brand splits and Nirvana and AEW. Maybe this is like WWE sending New Day here for a little bit, put over maybe like a team like um, uh, who are the, the Creeds, maybe putting over like a team like. Uh, somebody else, like somebody else, maybe like the Gacy guys, uh, Schism. So I absolutely freaking love it. And uh, Matt, I'll give you my hot take on this. Uh, oh yes, please. Not my hot take, but match of the night for me is the Alba Fire, um, Alba Fire Isla Dawn, and I'm sure I butchered Isla's name. Alba said, Fry. Alba 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 Fry. Alba Fry. Um, Isla Dawn. <laughs> It, no, I, I didn't butcher Alba Fire. I butchered no. Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn could be pronounced completely different. That's a great match, man. Go out of your way and watch that match. Not a huge fan of the gimmick of the two matches that they did with the uh, the multi-person Iron Man match. Not a huge fan. Good stuff. Roxy, Roxanne Perez obviously won the, the women's match. And um, I believe it was... Oh, why, am I, why is this freaking... I have the, literally have the face right... The notes right in front of my face. Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. Loved it. Grayson Waller's a freaking star, bro. Mark it. He's the next Miz. Trust me. Said it. Uh, 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 Rogue, did you happen to catch this NXT gimmick? No, I'm, I have not been able to grab, grab it yet and watch it. I, I'm a little, I'm torn because just, just listening to them explain the match it it sounds way too busy. 
Like it just does. And a wrestling match, the rules of the wrestling match should be, you should be able to pretty much state them and they should be digestible in like two, maybe three sentences tops. And when they start going through all this extra bullshit and the harder and harder it gets to follow the, the harder you make it for your fans to get into it. Yeah. So it's like when you start getting things more, more confused, like you don't want to be confused as a wrestling fan. Right. So can I I tell you, I had to pause when they, they put, before the matches, they put the rules, like the list of the rules on the screen. I literally had to, you know, pause the video. I understand, I understand what pause is. Just so I could. Well, I wasn't. What, 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 what do you fucking think? I thought you were stupid. The fuck are you? <laughs> well, you told me I had to pause it. I had so, to so pause it. Whoa, bro. You piece of shit. That's right. I went there. But no, there's no Tony tonight, so Kevin's gonna abuse uh, Rogue. I'll JJ, Jobin. So, anyways, you were paused. So I paused. And pause is where you hit the button. Yes, it's, 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 it's the button with yeah, the two yeah, lines, yeah, the parallel right. lines that are right yeah. on it. That yeah. stops everything in time. Yes, that's right. Right. And unless your computer turns off, and then all of a sudden, like, it all of a sudden, well, then, then you hit the wrong button. You hit the the circle with the one line through it. Then usually. Nah. Does that ever happen to you when you're like your laptop, like you hit the pause button, then all of a sudden, like when it goes like dark to like I guess conserve energy, all of a sudden the network starts playing again. I don't oh. know if that's happened to anybody else. Like I literally hit pause, computer goes dark to save the screen lights, and all of a sudden I hear like happens to me when I watch Royal Rumble '92 every night. It happens. I, I the screen goes dark, and all of a sudden I'm waking up. I'm like it's Royal Rumble 1996. So, what like, are you talking about? I'm telling you, Matt, it's a thing. People I didn't say a thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was me. That's right, Kevin. It was a thing. Um, so I had to pause it to read the rules, right? And if you have to pause it to read the freaking rules of the match, right? like 25-minute time limit. Every the, Starts with five minutes uh, with the first two. Every five minutes or whatever, every 90 – and then you have to go to the penalty box if you lose, and you have to wait 90 seconds, which I guess in theory makes sense. It's just like hockey where, like – like you kind of like if it it ruins your chances to get more falls if you're not in the match. So I get that, but it, you're right. It's way too convoluted, way right. too uh, not so much so. And I'm just uh, so uh, was there six six competitors? Five. I think five, five, five and five. I think and starts with two. One enters every five minutes. I'm not sure if all of them are every five minutes, but there's a 25 minute time limit. So I would imagine it's not every five minutes. I think the first two are every five five minutes. It's every Every five minutes. There you go. Boom. So whoever has the most falls, I guess after that 25 minutes. And then if you lose a fall, you go into the penalty box and then you just have to wait. And like, that hurts your chances of obviously like in the women's match, like Cora Jade, like came out like last, like with like 10 seconds left to try to break up a pinfall and then steal a pin. Got it got broken up and then uh Roxanne Perez ended up uh holding on with no like last minute drama pinfall like so it was it's 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 an Iron Man match for five people and it's it's silly uh, yeah the penalty box bullshit drives me nuts I can't I I hate that as a as a concept like wrestling should not be that complicated just I agree. I agree. in general here's the one thing I will say for that though because because there's so many people involved in the match your odds of winning are so low anyway, you want to improve them by having someone that gets pinned out of the match for 90 seconds. 
So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and then there's a penalty box timer too. Yeah. Fuck. So that. yeah. So this is the other thing. I was confusing my timers. There was a, like a timer for like the next person to come out while someone was in the penalty box, and there was a timer like the timeline uh, for the 25 minutes you still have. So like you have the time of the 25 minute uh, time limit. You have the penalty box time, and then you have the time in between people coming in and out of the match. So it holy was, shit. So both of them were nuts. Great matches. Uh, I'll, I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch them. I'll watch them, Matt. I'll let you know how I feel about them next time around. But it, I, I already hate the fucking concept. Yeah, three, I already going three, into it. I hate everything the fuck about it. Three separate clocks. Three separate clocks. Three separate clocks in this match. Yeah, that's not going to be confusing for your fucking yeah. audience. God damn it! And then you had the little I, thing on the bottom where you had like how many falls each person had, and like it was just like the like the ESPN ticker on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So another was, fucking moving part. No, it, it was it was it was uh, stationary, but okay. it was still something that you had to keep in, to, get right. to be right. mindful of. So you, I'm looking at this clock. I'm looking at this clock. I'm looking at this clock. I have to see who has how many falls here and there. I have to know like. You also want to watch up. the match a little bit. Yeah, you, I, yeah. yeah, I like to watch a little wrestling <laughs> if you don't mind, guys. Holy shit! <laughs> you watched it. I mean, how did you enjoy it? Did you did you hate it? Was it too many so, moving parts? Right, was, so this is like can completely negate the gimmick. <laughs> Oh no! I didn't hate the matches. Oh. I, I enjoyed them because it's because it's action. When you take your mind off the clocks and you do that, and you actually watch what you're supposed to watch, which is in the ring, mm-hmm. then it's it's fine. But the initial concept of having to like it took a while to get used to. It's like it's like like walking like outside your house and then the sun just is like blaring in your face. It takes your eyes have to adjust to it eventually. So that's what it was. And then once your eyes adjust to it. It was fine. And what did the what did the winner get exactly? A number one contender shot for the respective championships, the women's uh, championship and the uh, uh, men's championship. So, what was the general reaction from like from the people? Like, have you seen, seen anybody? anybody? Okay. Well, it looks like the people in the chat. Look, Matthew Birch. Uh, despite how excessive the rules may sound, I thought the competitors in the Iron Survivor Challenge matches did a phenomenal job at putting each match together and making the gimmick work perfectly. Yeah, he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Ryan, Ryan Sullivan, who's not alone in the Twitch, or maybe he is. I don't know what uh, Milwaukee Tom did. I thought that match was a lot of fun. People enjoyed it. Which one? Which match, uh, Schlongy? The King of the Mountain. Well, there's two. there was two of them. Iron Survivors. Oh, Iron two. Lung. So if, if you meant both, then that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll watch them, but like going into it, like even before I, no, I couldn't watch it on Saturday, obviously, but even beforehand, I went, this is just, it's, it's too much. It's just it's, too much. And it's, it's kind of like the same thing. Like it's, it's not new because like we used to have like the beat the clock matches, like where like you have like the number one contender would be determined by who won their match in the fastest time. It's two sentences. You just explained and it's done. Didn't yeah. even have to put you on pause, man. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember like the scramble matches, like mm-hmm. when like people would have pinfalls, and then like, and then whoever won the final pinfall, like, would, like it's not like it's anything new. It's just it's you're right. It's a little not so much so, like I like to say. Matthew Birch, Kevin is definitely making it sound way more confusing than it was presented on TV. Trust Birch. me, Kevin, it's not that difficult to follow along to. All right, all right, good for you, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to an earlier comment 
from uh from from Mr. Crozzo if I could find it here. Love a good Crozzo. Because I think Crozzo might be on to something. Crozzo Magazzo. He essentially said he thinks uh Shining Wizards Tony may have made a fake account and just named it Matthew Birch. Tony <laughs> 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 made a YouTube account uh pissed dis- I guess he's despised. Am I retarded? Does that say despised? It does say despised. I think I think it's going for disguised. Disca- okay. yeah, disguised. Yeah. disguised yeah. as true Prince of Pro. No. Prince of Pro's a good guy. He wouldn't. He's a very good guy. I lo- look, he's been coming in hot the last couple weeks. I'm loving it. Yep. Matthew so Birch, my one, man. So your number one contenders now are Grayson Waller for Braun Breaker and Roxanne Perez for Mandy Rose. No, uh, yes. All yes. right. Confirmed. I have not watched NXT in forever, so I'd be the last person to say to have an opinion on it. No, it's 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 tough to watch. Like it's tough to catch. Like I don't go out of my way to watch it, but like, if it's like a Tuesday night, I'm just like I'll watch it. Like, it's, it's fine. How's uh how's other things in the WWE landscape? How's the Raw and the SmackDown doing? Didn't watch either one this week. I think I, I caught a little bit after the show last week, um, but uh, not enough to give a. A, f- a good report on it, unless I'd look at the notes. Mr. Rogue, I know you said you caught the end of Raw. I caught, I caught the end of Raw. Um, nothing, nothing jumped out at me. I very was, I mean, very loosely paying attention to it. Uh, SmackDown, the return of uh, Kurt Angle, return or celebration of Kurt Angle, very predictable i guess very gimmicky i guess at the end where he came out and sprayed the did the milk with uh gable steveson that's right all right but but the, i mean it was it was fun uh but you knew what was happening when alpha academy came out and then angle walked away kind of turned around and you know just came back with the milk truck it wasn't i'm all for them celebrating People like Kurt Angle and you know past past stars. Like I'm all for it, but this one was their like main event segment, and it was it just didn't hit for me. It was yeah. it was it was recycled from you know years ago, and it was fun when it happened years ago, and it was still fun when it happened on this show. But I just don't know. Like I I would have rather seen it maybe in the in the opening. Just it, it was it was it didn't hit for me as the as like your main segment. Your have you noticed? Have you noticed, uh, Kevin, that like Triple H is going with a lot of different people in their last matches or last segments on the show, whereas like before it was literally like the top guys, but now on like SmackDown, you're seeing like, like you know, like the Usos. I mean, the Usos are top guys, don't get me wrong, but like the Usos and like a tag team match, and you're seeing like Sami Zayn again, top guy, not really displaying this point well, but I've noticed like there's a lot. Oh, the, the final match of the, um, of SmackDown, what was like the World Cup final, which is like uh, Ricochet and uh, a guy who's been jobbing for years, Ricochet and why am I blanking on uh, Legado de Fantasma's name? Uh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, uh, Escobar, Santos yeah, Escobar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that was like your main. That was your last match on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So like it's the weird. Triple H is like. Not grasping at straws, but pulling out a lot of stuff out of his pockets that you normally were every every time before that would be Roman, Brock, Drew. Right, and I don't think that he's. I don't think. I don't think grasping at straws maybe the way, but he's he's mixing it up. He's mixing it up. Yeah, yeah like I said, yeah. grasping at straws was not the, the correct term, but like mixing it up. Like my top match, like my last match on this show is Ricochet versus Santos Escobar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
in what world would that ever have happened like six months ago? <laughs> or like a year ago. Or two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, six months ago, I still think that your closing segment would have been Kurt Angle and the goddamn milk truck. Right. Which again, I don't. Did, did you did you see the milk truck? I did not see the milk truck. Okay, yeah. It, it just it didn't seem like the to me at least watching it. It didn't seem like the fans were completely into it either. So it was just I don't know. It it really felt it really fell short for me. And that's that's how did a national. Look, how did Angle look? Um, not too much different than he did last we saw him. I would say he doesn't look. I mean, aging aging yeah. but it's not it's not oh. a rapid age it's not like it's not like when tammy went from wwe to when or when she went to wcw it's not you know what i mean like not that big drastic look point taken you know what uh, i'm saying I, I knew you know what i'm saying yep. high five tom i heard jamie noble had his last match and sammy Zayn was his last opponent speaking of roh yeah i did it was a six-man tag match, or was it eight-man tag match i believe it was New Day, Braun, and and uh, Jamie against the the Bloodline, I believe, and uh, Jamie Noble got the pin in his uh, in his great state of West Virginia, Mountain Mama. That's Is it. it a great state? I liked it. I've been there before. Uh, we're gonna go down the aisle in a minute, but I ha- we ha- I have to wow. I have to go over to uh, to the world of AEW since you were so uh, anti Ricky Starks last week, Kevin. Correct. Anything change after his uh, diamond battle royal win and the promo he cut afterwards? So this is where the confusion is. I never thought that Ricky Starks was not a tremendous performer and a tremendous promo. The what what I hated was I hated that they turned him babyface because I thought that you had money a hundred percent money left on the table with him and Hook. Hundred percent thought that because Hook was just as over as Ricky Starks. But in terms of the – but here's the thing with AEW does. After winter is coming, like, MJF's going to beat Ricky Starks, and then what? Like, Ricky Starks murdered MJF on on Wednesday. Absolutely murdered. And Ricky Starks proved why he is so good. But it's just – it was – it's the, the booking that I had a problem with more than, than Ricky – never had a problem with Ricky Starks. I told you on this show, Ricky Starks might be my new favorite wrestler because I had, I had an upper, uh, interaction with him, and he was a great guy. And so it wasn't my issue with him. It was issue with like out of how out of nowhere. Now all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe Ricky Starks after not being on certain shows every other week. And now is all of a sudden a top guy, which God bless him. He should be a top guy. Just didn't see it coming this way. Kevin, I am also not on this Ricky Starks train. I'm on the train. I just don't like Get the, the fuck off the train, man. Get the Dude, fuck off the train. I was on the, the train the first. Castle. I was on the train I'm first. The train to the castle. You get off the train. It's my train. <laughs> I told you. My train. Anyway, no, I just I, I I I like him. I think he's a talented performer. I just don't think that the I don't think that the spotlight that he's in, like again, we see AW AEW just blast these guys and then they, they lose them, right? So and Ricky Starks is a guy who you could have built right give him a year and then when he gets there it's gonna mean something but they don't do that they're gonna put him in he's gonna get he's gonna put in the gringo grinder by mjf and then he's gone right he's back to fucking 
dark elevation and all that other bullshit. Not he won't go that far back, right. but because I, I do think I think he's a he's a talented kid. I just I don't see it. I, I'm 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 right with you, Kevin. So uh, that his his stuff with Will Hobbs was freaking in a like was not great. It was not no, to me. It was no. just was not good. I don't and, think it was either one of their faults, though. Sometimes no, they just, sometimes two two guys just don't mesh. Going back to my point, it, it's not Ricky Stark's fault. It's not mm-hmm. Will Hobbs' fault. It's no. it's just like the lack of direct. And listen, I'm corporate. I'm AEW corporate. My boss works for AEW. All right, so I'm corporate AEW. So I love it, but it's just it bothers me that all of a sudden now all and this has been a problem with wrestling forever. WWE's done it. WCW's done it. Now all of a sudden you expect me to believe that this guy could beat the world champion. When you've had him not on TV, getting beat up by Lance Archer, doing all like all this stuff for like, and now all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe that he can beat the guy that you literally just put a freaking rocket to in MJF, who is the best freaking bad guy in all of professional wrestling. And now you're going to put, here's one thing I will say that's kind of cool. They're basically the same person, just on different sides of the, the ledger. Like, I think Ricky Starks is MJF. Jace, I think Matt, uh, do you so do I agree? Do I disagree? Do you agree? Do you, but do you see what I'm trying to say? They're they're kind of the same person when they were both bad guys, yes, when they were both bad guys. Um, so two questions for you Do you think it was silly for them to double down? He already had he won a tournament to face him at Winter's Coming. Did you think it was silly for him to win the Diamond Dynamite Battle Royal? And do you think it's silly that it's all or nothing now this Wednesday on winter is coming because MGF is defending the world title and his diamond ring yeah. against Ricky Starks? So here's the thing. I mean, Eric Bischoff always says that matches need to be about stakes. Matt, but Matt, but stakes don't matter when the outcome is not believable. Like when you like MJF is going to win this. Like, so I get you have to put on a show, you have to like give the fans, a main event that they could sink their teeth into because they love Ricky Starks. They love themselves some Ricky Starks. And I'd love myself some Ricky Starks too, bye-bye. But when when stakes are so predictable that it doesn't freaking matter, then, like, what am I like? Come on, man. Like, So I doing? followed up with this. Who would you have MGF's first feud have been with then? I don't even count this as a feud because they're not going to be on a pay-per-view. This is going to be winter is coming. It's on the same level as a clash of the champions or a battle of the belts or whatever. Not when you do them like you might. Right, so you might be right, but if, if it would feel more like a clash of the champions, if it wasn't dynamite, it's dynamite. Like clash of the champions is like the night before the night after Tuesday or Thursday. And while Wednesday is that's your show and no one, I, I would like to pull the room. No one expects Ricky Starks to win this match. No, one. that's fair. But did anyone think Ric Flair would lose to Ricky Morton on a Clash of the Champions? Was Rick, was that a ti- was that a title match? It was. Ricky Morton was a world champion. No, they didn't win though. I'm saying when 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 WCW said Clash I of the Champion so. main event is going to be Ric Flair against Ricky Morton, did you think Ricky Morton was going to walk out champion? No, I did not see you pull this. No. I did not see you pulling this out of your your back pocket. That's actually a great counterpoint. Um, right, we want to we want to suspend our disbelief. Right, there's a there's a we we're all going into this thinking MJF walks out, but what 
it, it, what if there's an iota, a sliver? What if Wardlow shows up? What if there's some kind of shenaniganery? No, but here, but here's the thing. Because MJF was, they spent all this. Ric Flair was Ric Flair. He, I don't know how long he was the champion when that match happened. You just spent all this time building up MJF, and you had him beat, you know, Moxley. Like, yeah, they're not going to hot potato the belt off of him. Yeah, so right. like to me, like I know this is not. Listen, I'll I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy the f out of it. Like you know what I mean. Like I'll right. watch this match and enjoy it, but I just don't buy like Ricky Starks. I, as much as I want to, and as much as and as much as I think he's the freaking most talented, one of the most talented wrestlers in the world, like you're building a special around someone that you know has no chance to win this match. Ricky Morton was a believable selling baby face, always get the hot tag, always come in and just wreck fire. And then they pushed him like a legit top guy over time. Freaking Ricky Starks has been in La La Land for a while, and all of a sudden he wins a tournament, loses. Wins a battle royal, gonna lose again. How am I supposed to invest myself in Ricky Starks after this? When this happens, I'll have to wait and see Wednesday night. Winter's coming is just Great to point. give you a little history here. Sting debuted at the first, and Kenny Omega beat John Moxley for the AEW World Title uh, when he left for Impact. The last year was the one-hour time limit draw with Hangman and Danielson. So it's not just any old AEW Dynamite show. They do put a little something extra into the Winter is Coming banner. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of wrinkles, because we also have the uh, six-man tag match, uh, best of seven series with uh, Death Triangle up two to one. Uh, There's a Ruby Soho, uh, Tay Conte match, and House of Black will be in six-man tag action as well. All right, I'm a big I'm a big House of Black guy. I love that they're back, black back in black. Yeah, it should be a fun, should be a fun show. I again, I, the Ricky Starks thing. I think that they probably put they they put him there to hopefully you know you put him in the main event to make people believe that he's ready for the main event and maybe he comes off to the other side with a little bit more gusto behind him so that you know maybe 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 it'll help. But it's it's not going to help if if he loses and then falls right back into the shuffle. I think that I think that they could have done something with like Hangman, right? Hangman could have came and been been a good first challenger for MJF. Kind of get him back a little bit of that spotlight rub again. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's he's one of your main you know your main players. You, you you work with with that a little bit more. I think it would have made a little bit more sense than Rick. I just wish they would have. I wish they would have built Ricky up over a little bit more time. Exactly, and I I don't hate the the Page Moxley stuff either. So like that that's like if you're gonna do something else, that's like the best option. Him and Mox, I think is is perfect. And oh god, I'm gonna lose my train of thought. What the ah? I just lost my train of thought. What were we talking about, uh, Kevin? What, go back to your whole point that you just made there. <laughs> Ricky Stark's first opponent if it's not MJF. Ah, that's such a good point. I totally forgot it. Well, if it comes back around, please enlighten us. I would throw in here's a name I would throw in the hat. I don't know if it would help or hurt him, but he ain't doing shit now. Miro. Oh, that's a big that's a big hot button topic, isn't it? Fuck that Miro. Drives me fucking nuts. Wow. Fuck Miro. Uh, since other than his first Royal Rumble appearance when he was still in NXT and he won the, the opportunity to be in the Royal Rumble, I never saw. I mean, again, my opinion means nothing. Never saw anything in Miro or Rusev ever, ever. Wow. Not once. Not once. Again, maybe I'm a dopey, but uh, 
I never saw anything, any charisma, any real character, anything that I would be able to say, this guy's going to be my champion. Never, not once. Oh, not then, other than his initial Royal Rumble appearance when I first when I saw him for the first time. Wow. Hot take, baby. I'm full of them. Let's go. Didn't see that one coming. Stinks. Disappointing. Stinks, and I don't like him. Are you fellas ready to go down the aisle? Woo! Let me pull up this little graphic here. It's time to go down the aisle now. Look, in honor. Stupid new microphone. Ring of honor? Uh, In honor of Final Battle, I decided I think it would be fun to go all the way back to the first Ring of Honor Final Battle. No, Kevin, you're not feeling it? No, because I don't. I don't. I have to. I have to put it up on the Google. Well, I have it all here. I'm gonna. Do you know what? Do you remember how? Oh we yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah he's right. done the segment before. Okay, that's right. Are you okay Which over one? there, Kev? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here for you. All right. Here for you. What kid. is that? Dunder Mifflin sweatshirt? No, no, this is uh, Justin Carino's sweatshirt for his kid. Ah, uh, okay. So we're gonna go back to December twenty eighth, two thousand and two. Uh, the first ever final battle took place at the uh, Murphy Rec Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, there's a bunch of dark matches on here. I guess we'll go through those. Uh, it's pretty interesting to see what was on this card. So anytime you hear a name, you hear something that jumps out there, please feel free to have me go down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. uh, your dark handicap match. Was Samoa Joe defeating the Outcast Killers, uh, which was Diablo Santiago and Oman Tartuga? Uh, the Prophecy, Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan, defeated the Ring Crew Express. These were all dark matches. Uh, Homicide defeats Jay Lethal. The fact that we're talking about all these guys in dark matches is wild. Uh, Who's the Ring Ring Crew Express? The Ring Crew Express. That was me and Matt. Okay. You guys didn't go over, huh? No, the no. Ring Crew Express. They were. It was Marcos and Dunn. Uh, Kevin Dunn and Kirby Marcos. They were a tag team, uh, and they did some stuff in Ring of Honor. A uh, little Full Impact Pro and Shikara. Okay. Um. Nothing really. They they were they were there for a cup of coffee. Okay. Yeah, they were there for a little while. Maybe two cups. They were uh, they challenged for the tag titles a lot and they uh, lost a lot. Um, they weren't terrible. They were just kind of like, uh, you know, oh, not, this, not the as first, terrible. The first match of uh, of the night and the Ring Crew Express is going to be in it. I don't think I'm doing them any favors. <laughs> Matt, did we ever go over? All the time. That's right, baby. I mean, way early in our career, we were going over. Um, <laughs> uh, we, uh, you know, crowning a champion. We beat Black Gordman Jr., Brian XL, and Dixie. Um, we had a very uh, crazy match with the the Carnage Crew at All All Star Extravaganza. That's right, Extravaganza. Uh, but then when we ran into Ghost Shadow and Quiet Storm, it was a pain in the balls. Yeah, lights out. Yeah, we had no shot against them. Uh, you know, we SAT, they were a pain in our ass, Special K. Uh, we got a couple wins over Jimmy Cash and Prince Nana. 
Uh, but when we ran into the the unlikely tag team of John Walters and Tony Mamaluke, uh, things just weren't in our favor. Two talented guys. I, there's no shame in losing to John Walters and uh, Tony Mamaluke. Yeah, a lot of losses to the Backstreet Boy, Backseat Boys. Excuse me. <laughs> there's no shame in losing to the Backstreet Boys either. Um, we won a scramble. We've won a couple scrambles in our lifetime. Alex Shelley, Jimmy Jacobs, Don Juan, Fast Eddie, and the Outcast Killers fell to us. I sweat a lot. <laughs> hey, you're on camera and you're, you're you're doing the check. What are you doing? Uh, oh, I don't care. What, what do I care? These people are, they're, they're my family. These people here. I'll check the sweat. Check the sweat, baby. But by uh, yeah, by the by, it's like by 2005 we were on our way out. Matt, can I cut you off for a second and post something from the chat? Yeah, Hero sucks. You're damn right, Bird. Wow. There you go. Hot take there. Uh, last dark match of the night, Dave, Jay Briscoe. Dave Ace Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe, Ace Steel. Oh, God. Uh, looks Ace. like the night starts off. Here's one. Nice CM one. Punk and Colt Cabana. Nice. Dear good close personal friends. Look at Matthew Birch over here. The Ring Crew Express were such an underrated team. They're like the Ring of Honor's version of the Rockers, just without the breakout star, if that makes sense. A great team that I think people should check out. Listen, Birch, we get it. You know everything about wrestling. Birch, my man! I like Matthew Birch. He is I love the, Birch. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that he has that, that love for them. He is the Shining Wizards uh, historian. Yeah, statistician, if you will, too. Uh, simply Luscious defeats Alexis Lurie in 41 seconds. I have no idea who Simply Luscious was. Did she go on to do anything else? Simply. I know Alexis Lurie, obviously, but I don't know who. I mean, she's clearly Simply Luscious. Simply Luscious is da, 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 Simply Luscious. <laughs> oh, look at that. Nurse Veronica. Oh. Don't, don't know Nurse no. Veronica. One of the one of the naughty night nurses of Jersey. Yeah, I've, I've seen that movie a million times. <laughs> yeah, it's your go-to tug, huh? Not naughty, <laughs> naughty nurses of New Jersey. You don't even know that it's the naughty night nurses of New Jersey. Oh, no, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you forget stuff. <laughs> Wait, what is this dark gauntlet match? Was this something that was a dark match? Or was it just all evil characters? Uh, Quiet Storm won, though, and he defeated Chris Devine and Conan. That's enough. Who's this Quiet Storm character? I I, kind of remember Quiet Storm, actually. Quiet Storm. Played by Simply Luscious. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Quiet Storm, also known as Simply Luscious. Matt's just misreading, and it's actually Simply Lucius. No! It's Simply (laughs) Luscious. I have been known to butcher the English language. Uh, we got a three-way scramble tag match. Special K All right. defeated the Hit Squad and the Backseat Boys. I want it that way. Do you? No. I love uh, the Hit Squad, boy. The boy. Backseat Boys. Yeah, Johnny Cashmere and Trent Acid. Trent Acid. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Trent Acid. Yeah. Uh, the Ring of Honor tag team titles were on the line. Best two out of three falls. The Prophecy, Christopher Daniels, Donovan Morgan, with Simply Luscious. 
So wait, Matt. Simply Lucius? They wrestled dark matches and on the show? I guess so. Yeah, it looks like it, according to Cage Match. Oh, Cage Match. Uh, they defeated the SAT. Daniels uh, and Morgan uh, got the first fall over Jose Maximo. The SAT got the second fall on Christopher Daniels, and then Christopher Daniels uh, beats Joel Maximo to win 2-1. to one. This reminds me of like an old like superstars taping where you just had like three five hours of the same people coming out and wrestling every single fucking twenty minutes. Lex Luger's holding the world title and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's not the champ. <laughs> simply I mean, yeah. Luscious is the champ. Yeah, Quiet Storm and Simply Lucius. <laughs> Look, who knows? This looks like this show was a marathon. It's got to be the main event yet. Yeah, that is that. Is, yeah. That's I mean, right. we're, we're talking this? 2002, so did they even have tapings then? 2002, Ring of Honor was uh, specifically a DVD company. Yeah, so that, that's probably oh, all yeah. for DVD releases then, 100%. Uh, your tag team match was Eddie Guapo and Mace with uh, Alice in Danger. They beat Guapo. the Carnage crew of DeVito and Loke by DQ. DeVito, ECW DeVito? Or yeah. Be- ah, all right. And, and HC Loke. H.C. Loke, I saw him not too long ago. That was pretty good. Was it? Yeah, it was pretty good. He's a good guy. Uh, Jody, hey, pretty, Jody, pretty good. Jody Fleisch defeats the Amazing Red. Oh, I love, love Amazing Red. So, Amazing Red, we did, um, Matt, we, you remember this, we had like the face-off with like him and XL, Brian XL, yep. who like obviously were like, they own Ring of, well, they don't, I think Master P owns uh, House of Glory now. But XL and, and Red have always been super awesome to me. So uh, shout out to Red and shout out to XL. A little bit, little, little bit ski there. Got to get them name drops in. Got to. I mean, it wouldn't be a podcast without it, would it? Uh, the Ring of Honor world title match was your champion Xavier defeating Paul London. R.I.P. Xavier. Paul London's amazing. Go. Bucket list guest. Matt, let's see what we can do there. Um, oh yes, sir. And then the <laughs> main event. I, I, I know one of Paul London's best friends, actually. Oh, is it the guy that loves the Nazis? Uh, no. Kendrick. No. Oh, <laughs> oh that's God, bury, that's bury him again for that bullshit. And then uh, that's the canceling everybody. Yeah. I'm not canceling it. I don't give a fool. Yeah. What did what what did simply Lucius do? Guess what? I ain't got no time to give a flying fuck what some Nimrod thinks or says in a shoot interview. I don't give a fuck. If you could put your head on your pillow at night and go to sleep knowing that you think you said the right thing, I don't or agree the, with it, but I ain't give or I don't the, or time the, to try and the, the wrong thing 15 years ago. Yeah. Gives and a when shit. you Lizard, say I, I was the wrong thing 15 years ago, let the man, let the man cool. fucking breathe. Yeah, let me meet a lizard person. I got so many questions. Rogue, did you did you ever hear the story about how we, when we had Brian Kendrick on and he overslept and he was like literally sleeping on like a mattress on the floor <laughs> when he called us? Right, Matt? Yeah. That, that that's accurate, right? He is rock, rock and roll lifestyle, man. That's how you live it. Main event of this uh number one contenders uh was the number one contender trophy four way match. American Dragon, Loki, Samoa Joe, Steve Carino, 45-minute time limit draw. Iron, iron challenge. Now they didn't have a penalty box. No, no, no penalty box. We don't, we don't know that. 
That's true. We don't. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, it was a number one contender trophy. Yes, there was a back in the day. Ring of Honor did a trophy for the number one contender. Did they have to lug the motherfucker around with them? It wasn't a big trophy. I didn't ask if it was a bigger trophy or not. Did they lug the motherfucking thing around with them? They would bring it out. Yes, you would be pre- <laughs> when you won the number one contenders trophy, you would be presented. With them. It was like God. Uh, doesn't like Impact have like a a. a when uh, Josh Alexander like won like the cup or whatever, like it's like this, it's the silliest little partition uh, participation like trophy you could ever see. And then like, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy started out huge, and then and now it's like literally something you could just carry around and like swing. <laughs> like, it's like, like, like oh, look at this trophy here. It's just a prop. That's yeah. all it is. God. Cool. Wow. So forty-five minute draw between Carino, Danielson. Low key, low key. Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe. So, so Samoa Joe wrestled a dark match and in the main event. Yeah, handicap dark match. <laughs> dark match. So this has to have been for DVD releases then. Yeah, pretty sure simply Lucius was the uh, the referee in the main event. Dude, it's simply Lucius. Come on, I, I got I got that right. <laughs> Matt, I think that's Matt. But I tell you what, you got right. A name of the episode. Oh God, I got a name. This simply Lucius. <laughs> Fucking Both. spell Lucius. No, just go with the regular spelling. Simply Luscious. <laughs> God damn it! Maybe get, we'll get maybe we'll get pinged. Maybe we'll get what? Pink? Pinged? I yeah. Pinged. pinged. Like, does that mean like when we get like hits for people that pick up our stuff, it's pinged? Well, yeah, I was gonna say you think a lot of people are something fucking searching simply Luscious. Oh, after tonight. <laughs> Sure will. Man, we're going to get some disappointed people looking for some five Tom, any idea who the world champ was at this time? It was Xavier. He successfully defended the title against Paul London. Yeah, it's a great show. You should listen. London. Wow, Kevin. Wow. <laughs> Don't you talk to Mick Walkie like that? No, I love I, did, I love I, I love did not guy. see that come. Very feisty. No Tony tonight makes you feisty. No. Oh, <laughs> am I more feisty with or without him? I don't know. That's a great question. With all you think so? I think we need a bigger sample size. Yeah, I love I love High Spot Milwaukee Man of a Million Nicknames, and I love the Donk. So all good in the hood, baby. Just having some fun, man. Did you say the Donk or the Dong? The Oh, everything's popping in Kevin's world. No, Tony said Dong. He brought Dong up in a in a chat that I choose that I chose to ignore. Enough dong for everybody? Didn't he say that? Uh, fucking high five, Tom. He just took a piss, dude. You gotta get off his dick. <laughs> Damn, piss break. I will take the laptop into the pisser next time. This guy's supporting us, and you're busting his balls saying he doesn't listen. He had the wee wee. He doesn't get a wee wee break like we get. His whole life is a wee wee break. Whoa! Wow. Like he, he, what, you, you can't bring you can't bring it with you. A lot. La- you're gonna bring your laptop into the bathroom. What kind of fucking weirdo are you? I mean. I've done it. <laughs> I don't doubt that. Why? <laughs> I was ta- I was taking a shower today. I was thinking, boy, I could really go for a beer. Did that too? <laughs> beer shower, shower beer. Perfect. Listen, in Monday Fun Day, man, this is what I li- I live for. This I love this. You live for oh. Mondays. Happy birthday, low life Louis Ramos. By the way, Matt, shout out to him. So I went with that. I love this shit. So happy wow. belated birthday. Matthew Burke, you all said I've been spicy lately, but in reality, it's Kevin who's been spicy. Yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I love you. I love everyone, man. I'm just having fun. Oh, boy. Again, we're getting to the I love everyone part of the show. 
I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? You know what that means. Take our shirts off. No, we're not taking our shirts off. But it is time to pull this train to, to the station because we're going to go into bonus content over on the YouTube. So let's, you guys have been great hanging out, chatting, chatting it up with us. We appreciate it. Uh, Milwaukee Tom, Crew Prince Pro, Matthew Birch, Kevin Ryan Schlong was somewhere around here. Braden Bergen popped in. Asian Joe. Uh, Asian Joe was here. Lisa was here. Fucking Tony Z was here. Crotso, God knows what time it is over where fucking Crotso's living. Eric Freed was here for a hot minute. Thank you guys so much for jumping in the chat, watching along with us chatting up some professional wrestling with us we're going to jump over to the youtube now it's a youtube exclusive so look if you're not subscribed to the shining wizards wrestling podcast youtube page youtube.com slash the shining wizards subscribe you never miss an episode uh you never miss after dark we're going to talk more wrestling over there so please be sure to tune in uh, over there and check it out. Remember, if you are a fan of Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, at Wizards Podcast on all forms of social media, rate, review, subscribe. We got a Nelly run in. The show is now complete. Hello, Nelly. Hello. What are you doing? This is not the time nor the place. We'll be back next week. Tony should be back next week. There's a, a can you beat that next week? I don't know what the fuck's going on with the can you beat that championship. I'm I do. disappointed that Tony didn't show up uh, at all. Hello, Nelly. Um, so check that out. Oh, my God. I had to put Nelly down. Uh, it has been an awesome night, Matthew Birch. We appreciate the support. Year of Pod is Hansel Kevin's podcast. Check it out. Spring Stampede 2000 just dropped today. Uh, Kevin was a guest on the uh, Mark Order. No, Mark. Ma- the major wrestling figure. The Mark Order podcast is the one that you started. I'm a part um, of, yes. The, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. It's a bunch of Marks talking about our favorite wrestlers, which are Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, great community. Great people that that all take care of each other. And um, and so uh, follow them, um, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. You can just Google it and you'll find their handles because I did not prepare them. So, and I think it's a major um, MWO, major... Right? Kevin was a guest on the show last week, so check that out. Yeah, talked a lot about like I talked a lot about the podcast here, and I talked a lot about uh, the Russell Bro stuff and how I got to know Brian and and uh, and, and Broski and Mark. So good time. Check it out, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. That's it. Thank God we're not on the fucking rant. Come on, Nelly, let me stop this thing. Am I stopping it? Who's stopping it? We love Miro. Got it. Got it. Got it. Thank <laughs> you.